Welcome back to the TowerCast podcast, the towering podcast for the towering filmmaker of El Paso and the world. Uh, we have a very, very special guest today. Uh, but before I introduce our amazing guest, we're going to get, I mean, just a plethora of stories and knowledge and wisdom from this individual. But before I introduce her, uh, I got to introduce my fellow co-host, Mr. John Eric Castro. Hello, I'm John Eric Castro. I'm the co-host and the slash actor's perspective. Yeah, he offers our acting perspective <laughs> here. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Mr. Ricky Rodriguez in the background, making us sound good there. Uh, unfortunately, today we don't have uh, our, our other co-host, Mr. Michael Delao. He's on an HBO gig right now doing some great stuff. And uh, yeah, as you all know, he offers our, our cinematography perspective, but I'm sure we'll get, you'll get to meet him later, Elizabeth, but, uh, and, and our producer, Austin, making sure uh, he's going to be editing this. And thank, thank you, Austin, for that. So uh, we got to introduce our guest. Um, she has graciously come down for the El Paso Film Festival, and uh, we've gotten to know each other a little bit. And uh, just in the conversations we've been having, I mean, it's just, it's, it's pretty amazing the stuff we've been talking about and, and her background and in film and TV and, and just the amazing body of work that she's done. Uh, I want to introduce the very talented, the very amazing, the very knowledgeable and wise uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Avalon. Thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast today. Great to meet you. It's great to be here. Nice. After talking and hang, hanging out. Yeah, it's been great, right? I, I've had the, the uh, been fortunate enough to be able to kind of guide Elizabeth through El Paso a little bit very and nice. take, taking her around. First, and, time. first <laughs> yeah. time in El Paso. Really like it. Very cool vibe. Yeah. We sat in the panel yesterday to talk about the importance of local filmmaking in El Paso and, and we were just able to talk about some of the importance there that you've seen in Austin and how we transferred that into something like El Paso. We can really bring up the production level here and, and you had a lot of great amazing things to say so thank you for that. This was your first time in El Paso? <laughs> My first time. Yeah. I gotta ask real quick. Yes. How does it compare the food here to Austin? Well I've only been to a couple of restaurants. Oh okay okay okay. So I haven't really done the yeah. restaurant sampling. Because Austin's like the capital. Of... We, well we know I'm, East I'm Texas. Oh okay. <laughs> you are yeah, from Houston. Houston. That's true. That's true. No, by the way, Houston is incredible. Yeah the barbecue yeah. There. yeah. It, my husband who's a chef and he had never been there. He's actually from Mexico. He's like if I lived in Houston I'd be and East Texas is very much uh, if if you're you know, Mexican, you know Mexican Tex-Mex type of thing. So yeah. like it's very different. A little this is a little more right on the border. So a little different. Houston just has such a it's the most diverse capital. It's the most diverse city in the United States. Yeah. So imagine, and we love all kinds of food. Yeah, true. So yeah. you know, whereas Austin, I think, has amazing food. It really does. Yeah. Um, but it's a little more fusion. Right. Yeah, right. right. A little bit more. Because there aren't as many restaurants. You know? Sorry, I had to ask. Yeah. So, no, 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 it's great. <laughs> so, but I, I can't wait to sample. The stuff I had is very good. Okay, that's good. I have Where have you been? Do you, do you remember some of the restaurants you've, they've, they've taken you to? I know we oh, ate at, uh, at Hotel Indigo yesterday. We <laughs> had their pizza. Hotel Indigo, they, the pizza was really good. And then we, they had, we had some of the pasta there at the, um, at the uh, Paso... El Paso del Norte Hotel. That's right. That's right. That's the name of the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And then today we went to a um, kind of a Cajun kind of place close by there. Was it the Park Tavern? It It might have been Park Tavern. It was uh, the fish, the fried fish. It was very good. Awesome. 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 We're happy to have you in El Paso. Food is good. There's a lot of variety. Oh, Oh, yeah. I love local restaurants. Don't take me to a chain restaurant. No, no. You know, word of mouth, which one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's the, that's kind of the beauty of El Paso is uh, we we do it's it's infusion without trying too hard. I mean, it's it's us just getting people from you know our beloved Juarez and mixing cultures and a lot of people. Our army base obviously offers the diversity as well, bringing people from all over the world. But um, uh, no, that's 
awesome. That's awesome. We're happy that you're here. This uh, podcast, Elizabeth, as I told you, some of the guests we've had and people we've talked to, revolves entirely around storytellers. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way we like to kick off our podcast every episode is take us through your storytelling journey. What made you want to become a storyteller? I love that. (laughs) Um, You know, I come from a family in Venezuela. Venezuela. My dad's side of the family, they were like engineers and things like that. My mom's side of the family are all storytellers. They were mm. radio people. Mm-hmm. So radio, you have to be very animated. You, know? yeah. you have to tell stories and you have to get people. So my one of my uncles has been one of the most famous DJs in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was the pioneer of commercial television, but before that he was a radio guy. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, and told jokes and stories and, and he ended up, and by the time I was born, he sold his uh, TV station, and uh, but he was still doing radio. And he loved doing this thing called El Pitazo de las Doce. Which is, which is, it was his little five minute thing when people were going home for lunch, uh-huh. where mm. he told jokes. And he ended up becoming a he, regular prison, uh, political prisoner because of it. Oh. Anytime there was any uprising, they would come because, because he was uh, inciting people. Sure, okay. sure. So um, as a kid, um, I was, you know, this happened when I was yeah. a kid. Mm-hmm. And that uh, when we moved to the United States and I, it was right during Watergate. Oh, and I, wow. I'm obsessed with news. I, not <laughs> not the regular schlocky headline yeah. and, and, and news cycle BS. I like when they're telling a story yeah. okay. about news because that's how I yeah. learned things when mm-hmm. I was a kid from my grandfather and stuff and my whole family. And we sit around and is eating and telling stories Just, uh-huh. and, and poetry and mm-hmm. somebody will pick up a guitar and we sing. Really? You had a family? Jokes. I mean, jo- I love jokes, you know. So it's that kind of a family. Yeah. And uh, so I... Uh, I always was kind of a listener, you know, mm. of the stories because there's so many telling them that mm-hmm. I would always be like kind of quiet in the yeah. back, you know, like as a kid, you know, yeah, yeah. listening, but always like kind of catching what they were good good at, what were the good points and things like that. Oh, okay. And uh, and then the other thing that happened to me is that when I moved to the United States mm-hmm. and I was so obsessed with what was going on here, it was right around Watergate. Mm-hmm. And I um, became extremely obsessed with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking Johnny Carson would end up going to jail. Because yeah. that's how I learned English, watching mm-hmm. Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. <laughs> and it was always comedy. Uh-huh. And I also learned with Sesame Street. Sure. So which is a little storytelling in yeah, the song, right? Because my little sister I had a three-year-old sister. So, so I'd sit there with her. And then at night, it was Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would, because I figured... The way that language is best used is with double entendres. And mm-hmm. if you know that in English and the meanings and the double meanings of Which things, then you are learning tonality is like not, really yeah. you you are you are learning the vernacular no. of how people yeah. play with each other. Yeah. And talk. If you want to play with them, if, yeah, if exactly. You wanna, if you want to be part of exactly. like a, a conversation, and um, and so anyway, so. That's so, but I always, always obsessed with Johnny Carson going to jail. Like my, he's gonna end up being a because he was making fun of. Yeah. Also, oh, you, you were scared that he was gonna just for his jokes. Just like in Venezuela, oh, my yeah, grandfather yeah, did. Yeah, so yeah. what? Oh, so that's when I became fascinated by the First Amendment. Mm, you know, and mm, the press being able yeah. to say what they say. You know, and I was like, oh, you know, well, this, given given the history of this country with things like McCarthyism, exactly. that really limited. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, but it but yeah. it really made an impression on me. Oh, yeah. uh, we talked about a podcast that yes. you love yesterday that you were, you, you told me you have. 
have to listen to this Gosh, podcast. You know, <laughs> yeah, the Rachel Maddow. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's called? Rachel. And also the first one she did, Bagman. Bag, Seven Bag, episodes of like, yeah. <gasps> you cannot wait for that, which is radio like the best, man. Yeah. Radio, like, oof, really cool. And it's from the Watergate time. Uh, the, the first one, the Bagman is from Watergate. So just Ben John and just kind of. Very cool. <laughs> so anyway, so I love podcasts because it yeah. is radio, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like. Exactly. Storytelling, See? Right. Yeah. people talking yeah. and having conversations, um, and so anyway, so that that went down, and uh, and I, uh, but I never really explored. Even though I loved movies, mm-hmm. like watching that movie last night, Old Man, I was mm-hmm. so riveted, cool. right? Like wow, you know, like such a small story, but so incredible. Absolutely, incredibly, you know, um, the set and how they set it all up. Because I love theater. Yeah, I love yeah, theater. you love theater. And I worked in theater behind the scenes. Never, never wanted to be an actress. Never wanted even to be a director. Mm. Uh, really, I'm not a writer, but great writing moves me. Sure, great storytelling moves me. That's what a producer, in my opinion. I was gonna say that. Yeah. My my thing about it, being a producer is my biggest talent. Is recognized talent. Mm. I recognize mm-hmm. talent. Absolutely. I and got, I kind of, sorry, I, that's just one of those like, you gotta look, like, give us a little insight as how can you tell? Like, I remember that at a young age you said that you knew you wanted to be a producer. You're like, I know what's good, I know what to look for. Well, what's a little secret? As, a little secret. Yeah, like for aspiring, you know, There's filmmakers. something that just, it's, a, it's like, you know, you guys it's have your gut feeling. It's it's yeah, that's what we think. It's we a, an intuition. Yeah. It, by the way, art for me is like that. Uh, food is like that, mm, you know, mm. like something is, there's something honest about it, yeah. something that breaks through the humanity of it. Yeah. Okay. And like the acting last night for me and old man, mm-hmm. it just breaks through. Yeah. You know, okay. This man and, and his moment. I mean, yeah. I just love they did it. Yeah. They did really Lucky and, and Stephen Lang. Are, oh, are, Stephen Lang. What yeah, brilliant. I mean, and, and, both of them. And I think it's great yeah. that, that you say that because you, typically we, we do, instinctual things but at the same time we develop a palette for ah. cinema and for art and we say wow i really love how this you know last night we were talking about relating certain plays and certain uh, pieces of art to the film and the likeness and stuff like that and i think that's especially very special for a producer to really recognize right at the moment right mm-hmm. yeah and by the way i i was my father wanted me to be an architect because i was really sure. good at technical drawing since i was very mm-hmm. young and i was yeah. really good at that stuff but in my heart i knew i wasn't a designer so why are you going to go into something when you're not yeah. a designer? You're going to be just drawing, you know? So, and was this in Houston or when you met? When in you, Houston. This was in Houston? Um, so I get into the, you know, to get into the architecture school at Rice, you have to get into the into Rice. Mm-hmm. And then it's a second admission for the architecture school. So it's very yes, another prestigious. Yeah. Right? And at that time, I, you know, I was 16 too, by the way. I graduated from high school at 16 because I studied so much to learn English. I didn't want to even take off summer. So I, I went like all the way through for three no. years nonstop. So I ended up with all my credits, get accepted into Rice, get accepted into the architecture school. And, but I know in my heart, was you know, and freshman week, obviously in high school, I had no time for extracurricular or anything. Okay. You know, uh, because I was, focus on English and my classes and being well in school and all that stuff. So I was pretty, you know, in three years going through high school when you don't know the language, you know, you kind of like, you know, you're 
working hard and, and right, also right. I had a job at home and I cooked for my whole family. Yeah. The second and uh, the second of and the seven. second of seven yeah. plus two cousins. So it was 12. Really, there were 11 people in my house and my little next door neighbor, Suzanne King, it was always Susanita, <laughs> La Susanita Rey, that's what we call her, who was the, the daughter of wonderful parents, but they were older and sure. whole, their, her siblings were way older than her. So she, so she was kind of like, Adopted. Eating, you know, like eating Swanson dinners, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Come on, Susanita, get, get at the table. I need some food. Yeah, that's nice. With us. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah. We lived in a tiny cul-de-sac in Houston, nice. and uh, she was the only little kid, the only little, uh, the only people our age, you know, yeah. in, in that cul-de-sac. So you know, you go through all of this, and I get to architecture school, but freshman week, something just magically happened, mm. and this woman who was a senior, this young student too, but she goes, hey, and I don't know why she picked me. Well, I was with a group of mm. young people during our freshman week, okay. you know, all freshmen. Sure. She goes, you, she says to me, you want to come with me? And I'm like, sure, <laughs> she was college. older, and I Let's thought, you know, maybe she needs some help with something, right? right? Yeah, and she drags me over to the Rice Players, mm. which is the theater group. Mm -hmm. And here I find myself, and she, we, we were walking and talking, and she's like, well, you know, I don't know, something tells me, you know, and I was like, okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, her, name was, um, her name was Cynthia Dingus, <laughs> and uh, she was an actress. She loved mm -hmm. acting and stuff, mm -hmm. and, but I, I was like, uh, but I don't act. I said, I really don't. No, 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 I need you to come and work behind the scenes. Like, oh. you know, so she put me on the props yeah, department, yeah. and I had never done anything like that. Right. We up to that point. I was props. 16 years old, and I had never done anything behind the scenes in a movie, nothing, mm -hmm. nothing. My father did not allow us yeah. to be a part of anything. And you fell so, in love with it. And I just fell in love with it. And that became a huge problem in the architecture school. Because mm -hmm. you have been accepted to here. You, can, you have no time for anything else, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And I was like, you know, whatever. And then your dad too, like your, your <laughs> My dad, dad too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but the beautiful thing about really finding out who I am, was through teen years. Mm. And I know it's a long-winded, but no, no. I was watching pilots because I was so good at school, my dad would uh, let me watch TV. I heard that you oh, loved to watch pilots. Nobody just, else would be allowed but me. So it was those pilots, those pilot, comedies, yeah. or even some of the you know more yeah, dra you know, drama ones. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'd go, that one's gonna make it, that one. Something would just, something very real would come through of quality right. of the acting of the ensemble of the thing the collaboration like, of all the arts the collaboration i could feel it you know and i was like you know what is this mm. you know, this is weird but i but i recognized it you myself. recognized it yeah i didn't know what it was Beautiful. i think it's great that, that you mentioned it that way because to transition that i always you know it's very easy to preach that cinema is the collection of all arts and, and theater becomes that as well i mean you have the art department come through you have music you have storytelling you have directing right everything makeup hair and makeup is it's everything is its own art all coming together to tell one collective story one collective story that yeah. has to gel in, in yeah. every way yeah now um for those of you who don't know uh and 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 um Look at her amazing body of work. Elizabeth is, is a producer extraordinaire, uh, but has also directed and has also done a little writing, and we'll talk about that. But she's a producer extraordinaire of films like Desperado, uh, El Mariachi, From Dust Till Dawn, Sin City, Spy Kids. Uh, amazing body of work and and by the way all out of texas uh for for the most part all shot and, and produced here in texas in austin um let's get into that a little bit because oddly enough elizabeth you're gonna laugh but 
I knew your name and and a little bit of your story way before I even maybe even uh, dug deep into into knowing who you are because I, I read Robert's book and and in Rebel Without a Crew uh, your name is mentioned a lot because you were his help and you were you were supporting him. but at the more than more though uh, you were sitting there producing already and probably didn't even know it <laughs> to a certain degree in a lot right of ways. no I, I kind of knew it yeah but, but I was also the producing in the sense that I was. The sugar mama. Very poor sugar mama. <laughs> but the helping of the house. I, yeah, yeah. I just remember. I mean, filmed mariachi a year and a half after we were married. After and I never married. really realized that people didn't realize that until, mm-hmm. you know, the next, the last, you know, maybe people few think years. He people are like, yeah. so when did you start working with him? And I'm like, oh, he was like a student with all his shoes and holes in his pants. When <laughs> and I you were already him. working. You were and already, I was working. Mm-hmm. And I, and by the way, I had done theater, but I was working at the university. Oh. And I read in, in, in the book, especially mm-hmm. that, that just what stands out at me was, uh, I remember, and I, I pick up that book a lot, uh, especially when I'm getting ready to we're getting ready to shoot a feature or something. I just uh, have naturally been drawn to it a little bit, and I just remember specifically uh, reading the moments where he's editing in public access stations, and you're you're coming in. Elizabeth came in today and and got me out of my funk because I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and you were already like, "This is how, this is what we got to do. Come yeah, on, come know, on." Everything and anything, all hands. You know, when you're the only person that is there to support, yeah. you're the catch-all. Right. You know, in every way. Is it true that when uh, Robert was going into his sophomore year, he was like not an A student? And once he met you, yeah, and then yeah, he even way, took classes yeah. just to... We took classes together because I wanted them to the sciences, uh, you know, because you, in order to graduate, you have, oh, yeah, to, go, you have to do the, the, the curriculum. science classes. Yeah. And he just, by the way, I, I was a very good student. I love academics. I am one yeah, of those yeah, right, people. Right. I, still, I still take classes. You know, like, you know I do. I love like it. Like you know, they're amazing. Are, yeah, you know, yeah. college oh. classes, everyone will sign up. You know, it's really great. Nice. Well, in that, in that yeah. vein, you know, we, we know a lot. Um, and when we haven't, I've, I've had the pleasure of talking to Robert when he came and, and, and to your boys, who I always tell you are oh, the yeah. sweetest kids yeah. in the world that yeah. we got to meet him and talk to him. And that's true. And, and awesome creatives, by the way, and yeah, very yeah. talented, very, and, uh, but we, we, we obviously know very publicly, uh, Robert's side of the story when it comes to the filmmaking, but I'd love to hear your perspective on the mariachi. How did that all? Uh, I, that was really where rubber beats the road. Okay, this is if you know kicks off the career to a certain degree, right? What, what was that like for you? Oh well, you know it's an interesting thing because um, he was uh, doing the uh, comic strip for the Daily Texan, and mm-hmm. he, but he had done when I met him, uh, he had done twenty five short films, and when we first met, he started working there. His uh, a month before freshman uh, sophomore year started, mm-hmm. and I had just started working at that office. I was already working at UT mm-hmm. four months before. So here he comes in, and you know just hit it off because he was Latino, and I was the youngest person in the office too. Was this the Bedhead comic strip? I know. No, no, well, no it was all Sulgans. Oh, yeah, Bedhead was the first year when he finally exactly. got in, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So he's. And, and, and he shows me this little short that he'd done mm-hmm. with his little siblings. Mm-hmm. And I was, I mean, talk about talent. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, wow. this guy is like freaking Spielberg. But I noticed <laughs> that the other people in the room, mm-hmm. which one of them was my little sister, a couple of her friends. And I was trying to set him up with my little sister. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they were, no, didn't really tell me. You know, so anyway, so he, but, but they were all like, oh, that was so cute. You know, oh, give me a piece of pizza. Did, did. Yeah, you know? yeah, it kind of just. It just, yeah, so cute. Just, and I was, I couldn't sleep. You were the, you're the one that, <laughs> this is talent, yeah. I was like, like, what? 
You know, like seriously. Like, Do you remember what? What, what short it was? That it was a. It was called David and his sisters. David and his sisters. David Correct. His sister. And oh. he had done it with a barred camera from the neighbor, mm. and mm. just you know, uh, just his little siblings, and it yeah. was very cute. Um, and very well directed, and the kids were on great. On a mini DV, I'm assuming, or DV, just tape, yeah, yeah, some type of VHS. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Correct. You know, like, <laughs> but you noticed all this, right? You noticed oh, like that, this that is talent that he had was obvious. You know, like he put together, he edited it, put music, put sound, mm. put you know whatever. But it wasn't going to any festivals. Um. I think he might have won a little uh, uh, contest at Austin Access with it. Oh, okay. So, so he may have had a, like a little, like you know, time at Austin Access no, no. to edit your th- whatever. Oh, you know, that's you know, like, give you a little, yeah, like, sure, time, sure, you know. Sure. But he hadn't really done festivals. Mm. So, but I was very well versed in festivals. I love uh, movies. I love oh, festivals, okay. and I love. But I'd never been to them because I didn't have no money. Uh, so was that an inception? Was like you need yeah. to put this in well, festivals. I was like, you know, there's festivals, and they were like, yeah, I heard of that. You know, <laughs> um, but you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have any money. Yeah, so, like, money. I mean, by the way, neither one of our families have ever given us. Sure. Ex- anything but love and support, mm-hmm. obviously. But financially, you know, um, no. Babies yeah. left the nest, bird has left the nest. It, and, it, you know, <laughs> it's like, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. And it's fine. We've actually got, you know, God has blessed us to be able to help our families. Sure. Which has sure. been a wonderful, especially our parents. You know, exactly. Really honoring them for all mm-hmm. the amount of sacrifice they did for us. Yeah. Exactly. You know I, I get a sense of that. When Robert was here, he honored his, his parents because they have background yeah. in El Paso. Absolutely. And that was the big thing. He, his mother. You know, yeah. I mean, that was, that was pretty mother, special. His father's from Rio Grande uh, <clears throat> City. And his mother is from here, and a lot of it, the family from her side is he, it was here in El Paso. No passion. And uh, so, yeah, so you know, you do those things. So, in mariachi, you know, already he was doing that, okay? Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, uh, he was doing the little shorts, he'd done them. He went one time down to Mexico and shot some stuff with Carlos Gallardo again mm-hmm. in, in, Ciudad, in Ciudad Acuña okay. uh, yeah. while we were together. Like, you know, some little things and he came back, edited it, and it was like, this is really cool. He'd already been shooting with him though. So they've oh, done, Carlos. Mm-hmm. you know, it was another episode of their little, the little yeah, yeah, yeah. going on at the time, which were great, yeah. by the way, yeah. really good action, you know. Yeah. And, so good and in, the, in the industry, we call that scouting, right? Exactly. <laughs> he was there, he, he was scouting. doing, doing <laughs> tests. <laughs> <laughs> tests. Camera tests. Camera tests. So, but by the way, no access to a film camera, Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. So his impetus in getting into the film school mm-hmm. was to get a hold of a camera. A camera, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what happens is, he, when he, when he came to work, uh, the job he had. Uh, his scholarships were gone. He had come in with scholarships. His grades were not great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when I come in and I'm like, okay. There's <laughs> yeah. a new program. We're going to do well in school. <laughs> it's like you know. And by the way, we we didn't really start dating until a little later, and oh, wow. like like one like one whole semester, and then we did. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you were just a, yeah, in, we're just in the friends. middle of the art, yeah. And then yeah. this just, is an artist, and I I want to I want to support him. him, and he was. Yeah. I mean, his comic strip was brilliant. Yeah, a brilliant comic strip, uh, and he was winning awards for that. You know, mm. so I kept telling him, I said, you should go and talk to them and to let you in, you know, into the film school. Mm-hmm. He was too shy and he felt mm-hmm. really like the work wasn't, he didn't really understand what mm-hmm. I understood. Okay. Because, and you know, I dabbled in film classes at Rice and art and oh, you know, okay. that's a little bit, you know, I knew what was out there. Okay. You know, most people go in there. He was just kind of, I do films and I don't know what else is going well, on. Well, he doesn't, you know, I don't think he realized how good his stuff was, um, you know, the confidence. Wow. So this is what happened. So this before South by Southwest film, Mm. Lewis Black, who started South by Southwest yeah. and all that stuff, was doing um, 
a, uh, a film festival called the Third Coast Film Festival. Third Coast. And, uh, I, and I knew about it and I was like, Robert, you need to grab some of those movies and put them together and put them in there. Mm. And he was like, no, I don't think so. I just need <laughs> to go shoot something. Mm. And he was always like, oh, mom, mom, him, him, because he felt, and I was like, dude, you know, he felt maybe the next thing's going to be better. The, the next thing's going to end. Always, yeah. you know, that's how I was. You know, he's always wow. practicing. You know? yeah. Right. So I said to him, I said, so I got really mad because he hadn't turned something in, mm. and the deadline was that day. I called him that morning because I got to work, and I woke him up around nine, and I said, "You're going to tell me. You are going to tell me right now. <laughs> then you're not going to get up, put something together from things you have on your shelf that are good." Yeah. And turn them in. At least turn them in. Mm-hmm. You know. And he's like, "There's so much going on. I got to do the comics doing more, more, more." And I was like, "Okay, that's what you're telling me, Dave. We're not doing this. Okay, I gotta go. Bye." <laughs> so you hung up the phone at the office, right? So he shows up like kind of sheepish uh, at five o'clock to come, you know, to get me. I think he was picking me up. Okay. And because um, I, you know, I, we lived like on the shuttle thing, so I could come on the shuttle. And mm-hmm. he came in. He and he's like. I was like, oh, I was so curt with him. I still remember. I was like, you know, I was like, I can't believe he's Yeah. So he's like, well, I turned in my comic strip and I turned in something for the festival. I was like, oh, good. I was like, oh, good. We're not going to acknowledge it. At least, you know. At least, yeah. He ends up winning from all the students and all the student films. He was, and they gave him a standing ovation because I heard this from the critics that were there doing the judging. Okay. So yeah. I'm like, now I need you to go <laughs> with this. Exactly. And, and there was a young new acting chairman at the radio TV film department. Okay. okay. His name is Tom Schatz. He just retired. Oh. And I said, you need to go see Tom Schatz. Because, you know, we worked for the executive vice president provost. Oh, okay. I didn't just work for just right. the, the no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We ran the school. So the I knew these guys. I knew Tom. Yeah. I said, and yeah. you need to go tell him that you work with us and that you did this mm. and that you won. And show him your comic strips. And he was just not confident? Or you know, just... not confident enough. So now he had something he could show. I mean, he beat Did that every change student. a little thing? So something yeah. in him? Yeah. A little oh, bit? It, it, a little he bit. realized she's right. Mm. And and I do. I do. In comparison to what they're doing, mm. I am. I, I deserve to be in there. Right. So he went in there. And Tom Schott said, the first thing he, he looked up his, you know, his stuff. He made an appointment. He looked up his stuff. And he goes, so... Your grades weren't so good, and now they're good. <laughs> what happened? Because he had like all A's. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. You're right, right, right. now. And, right. So he's like, and he goes, "Well, I got married." Because that's the way I got married, right? So he's like, "Oh, but that usually works out the other the, way." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dropping out of school. Or something, right? exactly. So he goes, he goes, "Oh no, no, my my wife is very academic." <laughs> and then, yeah, that's that's I mean, beautiful. I would study with him, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what really got him in there, making mm-hmm. realizing, oh, I, I, I really, I'm good. So this is now, yeah. we got married uh, January 1990, mm-hmm. and uh, we met in 88. So, oh, wow. so, okay. so anyway, so it's progression. Right. Sure, sure. So at the same time, we, he and I, we kept going to the HEB on Riverside <laughs> to the uh, to the uh, the store the uh, the the uh, rental uh, movie rental oh, okay, okay. there was a, a, a blockbuster across the street but it was cheaper at HEB mm, so we'd go there the there was this yeah. section in the corner it was uh-huh. a little store not no bigger than this you know yeah. like maybe um, but there was a corner and these Hispanic people oh. that were obviously Mexican yeah. kept going to this little corner mm. 
picking up like this many movies yeah. and taking them all. And Robert would go over there and like look at the titles. Nothing we'd recognize. Right. Nothing. Mm-hmm. He was like, I wonder what those are. Mm-hmm. So one day he was like, I'm going to write a couple of these. So he writes a couple of them and he watched them. They're awful. <laughs> I'm talking like the camera in the market. corner. It's a churros, <laughs> you know, made yeah. by, and he kept writing the name of million dollar film, million dollar movie, The name whatever. of the company. The right. name of the company. And, you know, because he was like, who are these guys? So yeah. there's no internet. There's nothing. I mean, you guys, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so, and he's like, I think I can make one of these for very little mm. with oh. Carlos. Mm-hmm. And, and we sell it to them. And probably Carlos found out you can sell them for about 30000 They did a little research. Mm-hmm. And so if we can make it for like, I don't know, 8000 Because he made Bedhead first mm-hmm. semester. That's what I was going to ask you. First, first semester. And that cost $800. Mm-hmm. For okay? eight minutes. For eight minutes. So mm-hmm. 800 8, eight minutes, 8,000, 80, 80 minutes. minutes. Yeah. That's a feature. I can sell that, right? Yeah. That's, that's how you that click. Exactly. And just do it with, that's what he did with Bedhead. So mm. with what I have, I made a movie, a short that began, it won 14 film festivals, guys, yeah. all over the world, including the Sydney, you know, the, the Melbourne one, you Melbourne. know, that one, the International Melbourne wow. Film Festival and stuff like that. So it kept winning, you know, and uh, so that gave him more confidence, you know, sure. mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, and also, by the way, he had a big old safety net under him, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you have to work, right? Yeah, absolutely. He made the comic strip. Right. He would do even sometimes uh, uh, wedding videos. Some people yeah. have some very famous yeah. wedding videos now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do that many, but yeah. uh, and he would do T-shirt drawings for somebody, a friend of his. So he brought in, Just, you know, three yeah, hundred bucks a month or something, yeah. you know, and it, it helped, you know. Yeah, yeah. And but I was the job. I, he had health insurance. I managed all the money. I didn't let him have anything. But here's, here's <laughs> some coupons for so you. So you, you, know, you couldn't take out from burger his own. And some, some cash, no. you know, like he'd have his little cash, and that was it. That's right? beautiful. But by the way, because I'm a very like. And he I knew, it, he probably knew that. Okay. Like, producer, producer never, brain. My, my kids have never worn a piece of clothing that is not on sale, ever, in their whole entire lives. I mean, if they buy it now, it's fine. Yeah, you know, whatever. That's, 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 yeah, that's the producer brain mixed yeah. with the Mexican brain. Yeah. 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 What the hell? We're going to pay full price for anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> Why? Um, so anyway, so, so that gave him all the ability to say, okay, then it was never gonna be for for Hollywood. Mm. So it made oh, him very comfortable. Like- oh, I, that can make better than those churros. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I let's can- go do it. You know, so it was a very different place to make it from that. I gotta make my Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just your first feature. It's exactly. so much pressure. And yeah. for him, it was okay. I'll make one. We make thirty thousand. You know, make <laughs> give keep our little money, and then we invest that in another, another one. one. Yeah. You know, the 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 and then I make my American That's movie, <laughs> right? for Hollywood, right? Yeah, right, right? So. That was the plan. That was his game plan. And it was great. It was a great plan. Mm-hmm. Because he went out, he did it. And I'll tell you, I'm a very honest human. You know, like when he showed me Mariachi, um, I was the first person that saw it. And I sat through it and I looked at him and I said, I'll tell you. No, no, no. I said, I'll be really honest. On a, on a five-star basis, I'm going to be the critic. <laughs> I said, if I saw this movie, I'd give it a three star. Mm. Okay? A three star. This was a rough cut? You no, no, this, this was is the finished product. Okay. This is the finished I give, product. Because, by the way, that's what a critic would have given you. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay? Not knowing anything. Uh-huh. Okay? I said, knowing the story, mm. I give you five uh. stars. And the story needs to be told. Yeah. You need to tell the story how you made it. Of how you and made it. And that story it has right. inspired. Right? And by the way, we didn't know it was going to straight to Mexican market anyway. Right, right. So there wasn't a story. Yeah. But at the point at which, but Robert keeps the diary impeccably. I don't. You know, <laughs> so he had that. 
You know, he, he had, had all of that yeah. every day. You know, and he goes in and like fills it in. You know, like mm. more information. He do if he doesn't have any time, he'll do like two sentences, but then goes back in. And yeah. It's incredible. Mm. And so I admire that so much. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's what the book. I made the book. That's what the book is. It's it's exactly. nothing but diary entries exactly. and you were the and, first and, editor, right? You're the first uh, one to kind of like put it together and then. Well, he gave me the thing, and I went through it and corrected the grammar and <laughs> the editing because I have a weird. That's another weird talent I have. <laughs> I can pick a typo like a mile away. Like oh. I see it on that wall over there, that brick wall. Be like, there's a typo. There's there. a typo I don't know what yeah. it is. Just yeah. cream, it's like just annoying. Yeah. It's like I don't know autism. I don't know. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. kind of savant, yeah. you know, kind of so like it's one there's of those a typo over grammar. there. It's weird. It's like, we all have those things. Yeah. And that that book has inspired. I mean, not just us as as independent filmmakers, but people who have broken into the industry uh, through the indie boom in the same era. I mean. Guys like Kevin Smith, uh, guys like Linklater. I mean, these guys. Yeah, I know that absolutely. Linklater and Robert kind of inspire each other, oddly yeah, enough. But, but, but this book, this story, man. Like I said, was was massively important for indie cinema in general. And I'll tell you, I'm so proud of him for, um, for making, for having had the vision to do that. The second thing he did, because once Mariachi came out, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, you guys know the story. He yeah. ended up at Sundance. Sony, it, by the way, Sony, all that stuff happened. It, it, and I mean, thank God for Robert Newman. He got that agent. And yeah. It was a Robert was his first client, and mm. you can see the client list now. And it all came because everybody Robert was like, "Whoa!" And the second client he had was Baz Luhrmann. Wow. <laughs> because with with uh, it's strictly ballroom. Oh. We wow. were in Toronto together before we went to Sundance, and Robert was talking about because already the movie had been bought by by Columbia Pictures, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know so. We didn't have to pay for any of the festival. Right. They just took us because yeah. the story was so incredible. The story the of story. making a went seven to Telluride. Then we went to Toronto. Then we went to Sundance, and and they were starting to realize there was something really special, mm-hmm. you know, about this thing. But they were still torn because they were like, "Well, it's a little seven thousand dollar movie that yeah, we put some money into it, but is it, does it really need to be released? Are we doing mm. a sequel or are we doing a remake of it? Yeah. What are we yeah. doing?" Yeah. Right? And then it wins the audience award That's at Sundance. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, we have to release it. They cannot <laughs> not release it, right? Yeah. So we're at Sundance, and all of a sudden it's like, oh boy, what are we going to do? They won the audience award. Yeah. It wasn't expected. And the beautiful thing for Robert is that he is really so good at selling what he does. It Because he's a, he can be a very... Yeah. Um, I'm not, I won't say shy, just very kind of quiet, mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. human, mm-hmm. Um, you know. Standoff you know, kind of. Just kind of like, it, it, socially, it, yeah. it kind of can be kind of like, I don't have time, you know, there's moments okay, yeah, yeah. not into that. I'm social all the time. I, you know, <laughs> I wake up, I'm like, hello, people. In, in <laughs> that same vein, I, yeah. I want to ask, I mean, yeah. Robert has obviously been very uh, open about your credit yeah. and how much you deserve for for kicking that off and, and you know a little good little kick in the butt always helps everybody right but um were you already considering yourself a producer yes i am the producer of this film here i am with the film well with already... mariachi mm-hmm. i was so busy to be really honest mm-hmm. uh, by the way there were no he and carlos was really the ones on the ground mm-hmm. doing it yeah. carlos's mother was even a social producer with me because she was uh-huh. making their beds you know, like, <laughs> like working the meals right, by the way right. but she was also producing how could they sure, do anything sure. else no, if they no, weren't feeding the matches? I'm sorry, she was handling a lot yeah, of things over yeah, there yeah. in those two or three weeks that they were that there. They were and then, mm-hmm. but everything during post, and I was financially too. I right. mean, it may have cost seven thousand, but who paid the rent? Yeah, and Robert has had no college loans. Mm. Also, no debt. On top of it. Wow. Okay, nice. so because I made sure that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah, now yeah. you wouldn't have freedom. Because yeah. the freedom. Yeah, you wouldn't. And I didn't want us to be so desperate crucial. for money. I it's did so not crucial. give up my job until way after we were at Sundance. Columbia Pictures had already wow. bought it. All of that stuff. Also, I wanted to make sure we had health insurance. Right, mm-hmm. So I kept, I stayed in my job for a right, long right. time um, because of that, you know. Is that why I'm, I'm, I might be skipping ahead a little no, bit no, here, no. but that's when you got the seven million, I think, for Desperado, and you didn't get paid. You said you decided. No, no, no. Well, no, this is what happened. So, so by the time Desperado was happening, mm-hmm. I was able to. It, Desperado was filmed in 1994. 94. So by then I was able to give up my job. Sure. It was right after, right before, like, oh, okay, we do this. Okay. And Robert said, "Hey, are you are you coming with me?" And I had to think about it. Mm. I really did. I, you know, because I, we had a plan A that I was going to be assistant vice president at the university. Hopefully I was, I had a plan, no. you know, I had a track no, and we both right. knew that, yeah, yeah. you know, and then it was, but by the way, my love is film, mm-hmm. but to me, as we all know, mm-hmm. that world is so, it's hard. La boca del lobo. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the mouth, the wolf's mouth. Yeah. And you have, do not be thinking it's not. Yeah. It hasn't so, changed. <laughs> I mean, it's, it has, yeah. it, it will never, it never and it's will. actually even worse. It's yeah. like a multi-headed wolf now. Sure, sure. And uh, so, <laughs> you know, so it is um, a very daunting task. I've always been a very spiritually grounded person mm-hmm. because that's where I feel everything comes from for me. Sure, it, it, sure. I'm not doing the same for everybody. And I didn't want to do it unless it was what I was meant to do, mm-hmm. what my calling is and most people will get the film sold and quit their job the next day and think that's it i'm in the industry now and i I told him i said i have to i have to pray about this i have to think about it you know um because they were wanting him to come out to la stay there there. he was out there already he was out there a little bit because he was he had been editing the film that's in the book he was out there by the way he was doing road racers so Mm, he was out there in 92 doing road racers well you know all that stuff was happening in tandem you know um once he edited the film mariachi was going to festivals he was talking road racers Mm. you know 93 is when he did road racers uh, january of 93 yeah um so uh it was January of 94. January of 94. 94. 94. The Northridge oh, earthquake happened the earthquake. while he was... Oh, wow. Yeah, it was 93. 94. 94. 94, 94, 94. is when it hit. It hit. Um, so, so we, you know, he had been back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, I really... I, I So I was by myself in You Austin, needed to, yeah. You needed, and I needed mm-hmm. to really, really, really feel that that's where... Because, by the way, I mean... The valley of death. I mean, I'm yeah. with you. Well, are you gonna be with me? Is that something that is for me? That's right. You know, yeah, you know yeah, that's that is. Is that for me? At um, the time, was his you know? plan to stay? Was both of yours plan? Once you kind of, was his plan to stay in LA? Because I feel like he always wanted to come no, back to Austin. Yeah, right? we were. We were wanting. I mean, we we kept our apartment. We never let go of our okay. apartment. In, in Austin. You know, in Austin, never. Okay. You know, even when we had to go out at Desperado over there, mm. we never let Just, go. Yeah, this was our place, and you know, it was very inexpensive and. You know, because that's how we lived, and right, right. and we continue to live that way for a long time. Sure. And uh, so, but it wasn't, you know, no. Um, we always, you know, I think there may have been times that, you know, they think, yeah, of course, of course, sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, right, and then you yeah. realize, it's not for me. You know, yeah. Especially once I got pregnant with sure. our first child, he was like, I need you to go buy lamp right now. <laughs> you know, like you know, now. And I'm like, sure. I'm going. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and that's we. I still live there. Uh, but but so it is. A, you know, no, it is no, a sure. very daunting sure. thing. And I think you guys are doing it right. You're staying here where it grounds yeah. you. Okay. There's something very grounding about being home. Yeah. Where people 
you know, yeah. you don't believe, start believing in your own BS all the time. Right. You know, over right. there, and yeah. then they put you down. That's and then true. they envy comes in. Then a lot of things happen. Yeah. You know? And and it's okay to be an actor and have to be out there. I get it. No, There's yeah. different jobs, different yeah. people, different yeah. ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do have to be out there or no, be willing to go out there at a moment's notice. You know, we, we, yeah. we've talked yeah. about this a lot, mm-hmm. whether you know, with, with Austin, yeah. our producer, with Eric, you know, as an actor. We we talked we've had many conversations in the past, you know, seven, seven, eight years we've been doing this that do we need to leave? Do we need to go out to the Austin? Do we need to go out to the LA? Is that what do? Should we move? Should yeah, we re- relocate the, the whole company out there? And the the answer, the answer has always kind of brought us back and said, no, we don't have to anymore. Oh, by the way, you, you know? guys build here, yeah. you know, uh, the crews. Yeah. Go, by the way, I encourage you to go talk to the middle schoolers. Mm. Inspire them. Robert was 12 when he saw um, Escape from New York. Escape from New York. And he That's saw a little peek about how they did it. And, and now they're very good friends. Him. Yeah. <laughs> and now and that John. made him think, yeah. I can do that. Yeah. You know, a little movie like That's that. That's what I tell Carlos. Like, Carlos you know? goes and talks sometimes. Yeah. yeah because, by the way, and we, just we, talk, we try to talk to the students. You know, we, we, by the way, we bring them we... so they can see things yeah. like this, yeah. you know? True. Yeah. And, and, and understand. And because and it, it can be just once a year. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't no. take any time. I do it all the time. It's, I do. It's massive. Because. Massive. You might inspire that one that thing, one thing that's... that ends up being, you know, another one of those guys, <laughs> yeah. you know, seriously. And yeah. or your crew. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's something that, that you we teach them. You know, yeah. you, it's important that you know how to be a carpenter. Yeah. I, you know, if that's your heart, you this. know, it's shop. <laughs> Wood shop. It, it, by the way, being a good in you know AV, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Take film, take theater, encourage them, take yeah. theater. That's like when you put on the plays, that's like making a movie every day. Yes, building and, the and stage. It's different and, every yeah. day. It's so no, cool. The I, lighting. The I thing, promise you, we're, you know? we heed your words. That, that's that's awesome you, that, that you, you're confirming that, that because key. we try to inspire our crew as much as possible from everything from, hey, I, I screened this great picture. Let me set you on a screen every yeah. day to all the way to like, hey, there's this workshop coming up. You should really take advantage. Go learn this, go learn that. Let's really make this special. Yeah. And I was talking to Drew about something that's, you know, here at Feel It, because there is a, a community. Yeah. He does have a community. Yeah. And and the encouragement of watching films together and oh. talking, like you're saying, you it's know, you already kind of do that. So but, you know, with a group. And, yeah. and by the way, and Drew has that little theater. We watch, you know. Uh, yeah, no, no, we were like, just in there. I was like, <laughs> I, you, know, you know, it might be a good idea to start the film society started with six guys that love film. Mm-hmm. Rick Linklater. It was who's a hero. Who's a hero to us? Well. I mean, a professor from the university. I, I just yeah. I mean, yeah. go find which yeah. one of the universities. Oh, like, oh, if you know yeah. one, engage yeah. him. And mm-hmm. by the way, it doesn't have to be anything but watch films yeah. and talk yeah. about them. Are That's we just it. we That's just it. I just screened uh, the Before Trilogy for these guys. Yeah. Yes. We, we oh my God. And Linklater is just a big the Before Trilogy. The three. I mean, it's one of the. By the way, I'll be really honest in the podcast because he knows Rick knows Rick knows I think Robert knows I said I would have killed to have been the producer of instead of some of my other movies really (laughs) it's that good it's just it's it's so good. And what's funny is it's you so and Rick are sharing offices we that's ten feet away other. from each other. We <laughs> adore each other. other. I adore. Yeah. By the way, he gave me his own poster of um, uh, is it Before Sunrise? The first one. No, the second one. Uh, before, before, sunset. before sunset. Before sunset. And it says we will always have Paris. It's so cute. Oh, <laughs> it's like that's beautiful. To me, that's, that's like oh, I've been, I've been that trying move, to get him on the podcast. The second by the way. one for well, me was no, like, I feel you. 
we'll, we'll have to oh, have you nudge yeah. him. We, we've been trying to get him on the yes, podcast absolutely. for a little bit. I will get him on the podcast. He's right now in New Orleans. Yeah, no, he, that's great. his, his, oh, yeah. his detour yeah. has been has been great to communicate yeah. to us. Like, hey, absolutely. please, please, we, we haven't forgotten about you guys. No, yeah. they've been great. But anyways. And, and I love him as a person. I just yeah. did the artist intensive, by the way. The, oh, the Austin yeah. Film Society yeah, the has something called, no. They have called the art the artist intensive. Okay, that's also kind of a grant process. Rick and I, uh, well, I, I've done it twice with him. He, they do it every year, sometimes twice a year in okay. his ranch. Okay, and we go on a retreat oh. for four days with three filmmakers, oh, wow. and he brings other producers and other directors. Mm-hmm. The first one I did with John Demi. Oh no, you Demi. did it! The Silence of the Lambs, and uh, oh my gosh, I love that man so much. Demi's and you're so just great. a retreat. 24-7 and you sleep and then go back and eat breakfast together and then talk and keep talking Talks and then you have you read the script with actors it's, oh. it's always scripts that he's that the film society has been giving grants to them oh wow that's okay, amazing okay. FYI, that's amazing yes you know Ili Sosa and those girls you know there's a group of uh, young women okay. Ileana Sosa that uh, I think she has a film in the festival it, she, yeah, yes. mm-hmm. yeah she's great she's yeah. amazing she's I think she did Femme Frontera as well yeah. that's what I was she's a big done thing. a yeah. lot mm-hmm. of film mm-hmm. anyway so so those kind of, you know, there's things like that. So oh, Rick and that's I have amazing. done a lot Thank of you. work like that, and he's so brilliant, and I just adore him. So I don't know. I've, I've been on a link later kick, and now we'll move on from this, I promise. Yeah. I love, <laughs> no, I'm not, I, I, anyway, which one? <laughs> I was, I love all after, of them. After I screwed anyway, I love Quentin. Oh, but we'll, we'll like, talk I about Quentin. Quentin. Oh, okay, we'll, I love Quentin. We'll, 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 but there's some movies, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, get to that. <laughs> I love him. We'll, we'll talk about Quentin him. because you produced his film. Yeah, we'll, sure. we'll talk about that. Him. But well, just kind yeah. of to finish up the later, Linklater later thing. There is not one there's film not one? that really? I don't love. No, no, no one. Somehow. I mean, we, like, there's something about it that is like, oh. Yeah. After I screened you know? <laughs> the, the Before Trilogy for them, because I, I watched it over the pandemic, Austin, who you met, he gifted it to me. He knew yeah. I had been wanting it forever. He gifted me the Criterion set. He's like, here, is just, Merry Christmas. And after I screened it for these guys, it, it made me want to like, I'm going to revisit a lot of Linklater's pictures. So I saw tape. And I saw everybody. Uh, loved, everybody loved, wants Waking some. Life. Did you see him? Oh, Waking, waking Life. Life is just <laughs> profound. And I've just been on a kick with his profound. and, and uh, profound. Uh, scanner. I, mean, I love yeah. that thing. It's just like I like. I'm in a dream. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, oh, it's really yeah. trippy. I, I was hey, well, really when, he's, we, when he uh, when he screened it for the was Waking Life the first time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've made I mean, a trip to Sundance. Waking life. I don't, is, I don't go to Sundance to go to Sundance, but, just, but I've made a trip to go see it. But the, it, film, like, yeah. the film I revisit very often, just for the sake of revisiting, is like Days and Confused. Yeah, absolutely. I oh, just, yeah. you know, Classic, uh, yeah. there's a whole write-up. I'll send it to you. Okay. Crew stories. They did a whole write-up. Oh, that's oh, the one that McConaughey contributed yeah. to, and yeah, uh, yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah, people kind of about But you know, one that I absolutely love is. You know, Apollo Ten and a Half. Have you guys watched? Oh, we saw it. And we screened it. Uh, I was like, my God, we screened what a it? way to go memory lane on, on the world. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. truly something so profound of yeah. the memory lane yeah. because it, it, you guys didn't live that, no, but you no. know about yeah. the Apollo absolutely missions. missions. Mm-hmm. You you that's been burst in your yeah. head, but to I mean, he captured and he had to do it in the style of waking life. Absolutely, which is <laughs> amazing. Do it. Yeah, Apollo's because then you, you're not lost in the yeah. who's playing what. Yeah, you know? no. it, it's 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 an animated yeah. thing. Yeah. So cool. Ethan was way, down here. By the way, everybody everybody wants some. I don't know if you've seen. Oh that. yeah, I just I just screened <laughs> it. Like we were just talking about, everybody wants some. Yeah. It's so terrific. It's Zoe Deutsch and all these people. They were just amazing. They're just amazing in this picture. And and I was reading. I just hired Temple. 
Temple Baker just oh. because you've been in there. Oh. I love Temple. Temple is great. And by the way, I love the stories from these actors, how they got chosen. Yeah. For everybody yeah. wants some. Yeah. Uh, they all had to know baseball and they had to show footage of themselves yeah. playing baseball. Well, because Rick, Rick, really Rick, Rick was going to be a professional yes, baseball player. He was. In college. Yeah, he got yeah. a scholarship. Yeah, he was yeah. going to do the oh, whole so thing. Was, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But what I love about Everybody Wants Them, I was telling Ricky this, that, that Rick was his intention is, I want to do two things. I want to set a Dazed and Confused in the 80s. That's really what I want to end up doing. And I want a continuation, almost like boyhood. He leaves for college. But what happened after that? So everybody oh. wants them is the first three days of college for a freshman. Exactly. You know? And I just incredible. love that Rick that made that connection. Incredible. It's just incredible. And it not really to mention is. boyhood, by the way. No, no, um, no. To me, to me, Dazed and <laughs> oh, Confused... Yeah. Okay, Days and Confused, it, it, this is like the sequel without being the sequel. All right. Uh, everybody, okay, wants, yeah. the, everybody wants on is great. Yeah, it's a sequel. Yeah. But, it's, yeah. Uh, what I love about that, too, is I'm so excited for Merrily We Roll Along oh, that Rick's doing too. that. For the, He's right now doing Hitman. He's doing Hitman. Oh, He's doing Hitman first. Well, I guess in tandem, yeah, right? In because Merrily yeah, yeah. We Roll Along is going to be like a 30-year project. But oh, yeah. <laughs> that's no, be. you know, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. The vision it's, to do Boyhood for me. Oh, I mean... Yeah, that's yeah. profound. Ethan and to find came, a kid, Ethan came yeah. down, that stays on it like the whole time, and he became a really great actor. That's the whole. He's, he's still doing it really well. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So anyway, so I'm yeah. a big Rick fan. No, no, but, like, that, no. That's a kind of, and, well, that's that. and I'm an even more yeah. huge Rick fan because his vision of the film society mm-hmm. and his vision of the grant. It's always about generosity with sure. him. And these, these he seems like intense. A, he's so generous. Yeah. He's so generous, like continually generous and encouraging. I love you know, that. That's to younger to older to I mean he's just and he, and he's a very like his favorite thing right now he has a little video of it is going he has these rescue uh, like farm animals oh, oh, see, I I saw, like, on the Criterion channel they have him doing this for 20 minutes just like talking he's taking I, meetings on the phone <laughs> really? with him really? like bringing the awesome. food and we're all like feeding he's oh like in, he's like wait, in wait, meetings wait. like literally on on, no. on, the, on conference Sorry. calls this about is his becoming films a Rick Link and like, like, I know yeah I know Rick you have to do this we gotta get you on the show Rick we love you man yeah What's so, like yeah, exactly. but no, but uh, well, yeah. going back yeah. to your work because yeah. your work's important. Well, your work's yes. important, man. <laughs> Amazing. And Desperate, I gotta tell you, I learned to play the guitar in middle school, and and the first song they made us learn was Desperate. Was was that's uh, the only oh, one I know. Basically, am I okay? Yeah, okay. they basically showed us uh, sections of the film. That's your middle school. Yeah. We can't see the whole thing. Yeah. Then, right? And we're like, I need then, to learn then. that song for you. Yes, no. By the way, I've been, I, uh, you know, all the stuff that you guys did with with, uh, with Chinguan and, and, and oh, the yeah. films and yeah, stuff. And, and, Robert is, and, you know, that's the thing about him. And, and and this is what I do see in my kids too, mm-hmm. is the ability to say, I'm going to learn how to do this. You and showed us your daughter's uh, drawings yeah, yesterday. Incredible. So that's a real thing, yeah. you know, yeah, because yeah. I, I love, and by the way, talent's talent, and and, it, and and but also talent that is not pursued and, mm-hmm. and, and discipline and, and learn. Exactly. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, it's just talent. Everybody has talent. Yeah. Everyone has Every, I was about we to say. the grit. Yeah. The, the, Stick to it. Uh-huh. I wanted to. I want to tell the the yeah. quick story that that you and I we went to the El Paso Museum of Art yesterday. I was we were looking for Cheech's exhibit. We couldn't find it. We it was already moving on. But uh, we, while we were there, you were talking about your daughter, and you were telling me something really special that I thought was really great. You said, "You know what's funny is that she's made Robert a better artist because really? because she's she's really good, man. She's oh, sixteen. Man. I want and my she's daughter. Terrific. And and she showed us, and he says, "Yeah, because now Robert's seen that. He's like, hey, man, I got to exercise that muscle again. <laughs> yeah. I got to get back to." 
drawing and I got to get, and, and, and she's like, Robert's a really good artist. Yeah, he's starting to But you know, you lose, if you, you don't lose. practice mm -hmm. it, like what he used mm -hmm. to do when he did his comic strip, he was so, yeah. you know, because once you're doing storyboards, right. you're basically conveying sure. the character yeah, to be yeah, here, absolutely. the guy yeah, needs to be yeah, here, yeah. and you'll yeah. do little yeah. stick figures, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and so the time, he doesn't have the time to do art. So when the kids go over there to, to be with him, mm -hmm. um, you know, for the weekend, they, he dedicates all of his time mm. to that, but he also then is a gift for him, yeah, in my yeah. opinion, yeah, because yeah. he just sits there and they watercolor, actually mm. physically watercolor, and yeah. he teaches her things, but she teaches him things, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So it goes back and forth, and through her, he's learned, you know, uh, After Effects, you know? After all, Effects, yeah. You yeah. know, the, 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 and, tablet. And the, the yeah. tablet and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. So she, she's incredible. Yeah. I thought that was but so special. But she does also physical. Yeah. You know? No, I yeah. thought that was so special. And, and, and that's really, it's really yeah. important, you know, exercising those muscles. But, you know, in relations to that, we, we get it to, you were already exercising, I, I would assume, the, the producer muscle uh, with Desperado. And then we get into something yeah. as complicated as From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Oh yeah, I heard that one was I a little because you guys were what shooting. Was, what was that 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 experience for you? Well, you know, like? you asked about me not taking any money mm, for right. Desperado. For Desperado, it had nothing to do with anything but what I kept hearing from people in general mm. and throughout the years reading a lot about the film business. That oh, the wife wants to be the or the girlfriend wants to be oh. the producer, but all she wants to get paid a bunch of money oh. and not work. She's okay, okay. off shopping <laughs> while the guy's doing the movie, right? right? So so I'm like, oh. Not only am I not gonna do that, but I'm not gonna take any money, and I will work my butt off yeah. and show these people what I can do. Wow! So that's why oh, that I didn't take way. any. Yeah. By the way, yeah, they were in shock. Yeah, so like, on the first. And, and the first thing was, what? Where did you work before? You know, you I, in, yeah. And I had had a lot of jobs, mm -hmm. the real jobs. You know, but, worked at Baylor College of Medicine right? from the time I graduated. Wow. You know, I was like uh, uh, working at the medical center, and I worked in the academic office. So I was doing a lot of different things, mm. including, I mean, te medical drawing for these guys. Right, right. I was in architecture, so I could, you know, do yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like they needed that, so I would do that. But I was also, you know, like a, a secretary, full-on like assistant secretary mm -hmm. to these amazing doctors. So I even saw surgeries. I mean, since I was very young, I've, I've always right, loved right. working. You know, so I. So that was my thing. You know, yeah. like I'm going to throw myself into this and bring all of the tools that I have gathered because they all apply to all this. Of and right before that, Deborah Hill, who was John Carpenter's producer, producer yeah. helped me get into the, uh, the, the classes. Or, no, oh. into the classes uh, at the uh, UCLA Extension oh, for great, the, great. The, the, the like producing on the line. Mm. Those kind of classes said you had to have a master's, but mm. she called the guys that she was mentoring me when wow. Robert was doing road racers. So she oh, was like, this girl great. already has so many tools. So being in LA paid off a little bit a in little that bit. regard. Yeah, correct, it did. <laughs> yeah. So I did stay and yeah. take my classes That's and did all that because I love academia. Anyway, so yeah, it was yeah. awesome to take those Just classes. another skill Because by the way, the reality your... of any business is there's a different language. So mm. you have to learn the language. Sure. Yeah, very true. You know, that's very, very important. Very true, yeah. Knowing what a budget means, each line mm. is very important. Producers it listen. Can be, yeah, exactly. Listen. So really, truly taking those classes. I have online classes now. Everything yeah. can be found online. Yeah. Really get yourself well-versed into that. Into so that's lingo. what I needed. I didn't need business practices and, and accounting and things. Mm. I was very well-versed in budgets and things yeah. like that from the university years yeah, when yeah, I worked. Yeah. 
worked there. Yeah. We worked for the I worked with executive vice president Provost. That's what mm. we we managed a city, which right. UT is right. a city. It's a hundred thousand people between the students, the staff, the the, the faculty. It's a hundred thousand people. You should, you you should be running. So, a, you should, should be running Warner's exactly. or Paramount. Elizabeth, you should be. <laughs> no, but I was I was amazed when I saw that yeah. you didn't take a, a check just to yeah. you know exactly. not be a burden. But I wanted to show them. Exactly yeah. too. Like then, that. then dust till dawn. Yeah. Let's go to tell dust till yeah. dawn because Quentin I also write, Quentin write the script, writes the script. Yeah. Him and Robert become buddies because of Sundance, yeah. right? And oh, you yeah. saw you, this you happen in, in, in front yeah, of your eyes. I got him up there exactly. Uh, and yeah. and, yeah. and uh, you know this is. And by the way, I knew instantly. I knew my yeah. husband, so I knew mm-hmm. when you met Quentin. You know, that when I met him, I was like soul brother for him. Oh <gasps> wow! You, know, you knew this. <gasps> you know immediately. Yeah. I was like, okay, hey, and I hadn't met Rick yet. You know, when I met Rick, I was like, another kind of soul brother. Rick, Rick was yeah. before but, but they didn't a know each bit. other. Wow. They may have met like this. Sure. You know? But he was like, yeah. okay, whatever, this guy and this guy. Whatever. Until this day, right? They yeah. kind of just crossed paths, but they yeah. never no, really worked no, they're on very, kind of they're very uh, good oh, friends. Sorry. sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, they're very good friends. I'm sure. They're very, you know, and we've all, you know, really joined together to make the film society. Yes. You yes. know, Rick is obviously the the the, the visionary director yeah. of the thing, but we are his supporting. Absolutely, role. the you pillars. Know, like, of right the there, film whatever society. he yeah. says, we go. Let's that's, do that's it. Nice. And we participate and we belong. But, so but you met Quentin and, yeah. and, and Quentin, Dust Till Dawn. This yeah. is interesting. So mm-hmm. Quentin had written that script and that gun. Um, it was a pitch from the guys from K and B. Mm. Okay, to begin with, it was okay. the Robert Kurtzman. Okay? Oh, okay, and it was a pitch. I was like, hey, this guy's, and then there's a heist, and then they did that, and then they do, and then they get to this part, blah, blah, blah. Zombies so got, Winton gets $30,000 to write this thing, uh, right? Okay. And he goes and writes it, right? But then it never gets made, and it kind of gets picked up by somebody here and somebody uh, there, but nothing happens, right? Right. Yeah, what always because, happens by the way, it's a 60 page script. Wow. Because it's so amazingly action. written. The first. Yeah. Act and the second act are amazing. Yeah. Then you get to the bar and it's hilarious because <laughs> it's like five pages. Mayhem <laughs> and Sue's. Vampires and Mayhem and Sue's. Oh, you know, goodness. and it's like Mayhem yeah. and Sue's. What yeah. are the, but I was like, this is a fascinating script when yeah. I read it. Yeah. Rob was like, you know, the first act is great. And then you get to the back and you're like, okay, so what happens? But that's okay because we can figure out what that's happens. That's where the creativity yeah, that, yeah, that But what happened is this guy from Italy, um, uh, Gianni Nunari and Mayor Tepper, a guy from Israel, okay. they were both in LA. And uh, Gianni Nunari worked for uh, uh, Gori, which is the company that does the foreign sales and stuff, oh, okay. and um, uh, for the Italian films. Mm, and okay. Mayor Tepper was just this businessman. He brought Hagen Dazs, for example, to LA. Oh, okay. The, the, oh, okay. The yeah, franchises. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Very, 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 I love Mayor. Gianni is Italian, you know. <laughs> the mayor is like this gentleman, right? So the two of them had yeah. bought. You know, like a, a, an option on this thing. Uh, They're like Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez could do this. Wow! Wow! So they run into Quentin, I think strategically, in some film festival. Okay. Or they run into Robert first. They run into one of them mm, first. One of them first. And they said to Robert, "Hey, so we have this, you know, Quentin Tarantino script that he doesn't want to direct, but Quentin says he'll rewrite it if you direct it because he they knew they were wow. buddies." Good, right? Very, right, good. Right. very good producers, I have to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Very well strategized. And then they met with Quinton and said, so, we've seen we've talked to Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> so and he directed. says he'll direct it if you write <laughs> the second part and rewrite it. Right? So, no. Brilliant, no? right? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm like, these guys are brilliant. You know, like, that's very that's good. That's smart, yeah. And, and so they kind of 
piqued an interest at mm. a moment in which Quentin had just won the Palme d'Or. Robert had done this, you know, Desperado. We were finishing it. Quentin was in Desperado. Yeah, so that's right. You know, all that stuff, mm -hmm. right, had happened. And Quentin knew that Desperado was going to be great. You know, yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. So, you know, we were doing all that. Desperado comes out. It's really fun, you know, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. And so this is when these guys are, like, doing this to them, right? Because yeah. Robert's going to festivals. And, um, and uh, so... Quentin and Robert Tom. And it's like, hey. And they're at a moment in their careers, yeah. which now they're like really solid filmmakers, yeah, right? Because sure. Robert did Road Racers, mm -hmm. and there was 10 directors, but his Road Racers for a million dollars was the best of the 10. Sure, he got a million. And he got some Hayek, and then he has Desperado, yeah, and everybody's right. talking about Desperado, and you know, Quentin Tarantino, and all that stuff, right? Antonio so Andera, this so. is a moment in time that's an amazing time. Yeah. Robert Newman sees it with Quentin's um, agent, um, and they go, okay, let's play ball here. Mm. This is a package like no other. Let's put it out there. See what studio wants oh, it. Oh, they were in that position. Yeah, yeah, they were in that position. So, um, gosh, Mike Simpson is Quinton's agent. He's, oh. he's a Texan. He's still beautiful a man. Agent? William Morris and Depp. Oh, yeah. and incredible, yeah. incredible man. Yeah. You know, um, so and they've been the agents, original agents of these guys from wow, the beginning. That's in the beginning. Both of them. That's impressive. And, and they're, they're yeah. you know, they, they know each other. So, yeah. uh, so Mike and, and Robert Newman are like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. And it was all like uh, It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So they put it out there, and they said, who wants it? Well, the first one they wanted was Harry Weinstein. He was like, mine! You know, like without sight on scene, no script. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, these are the terms. Who wants them? And all the other studios were like, well, we got to talk to them. Because they're all corporate. Right. right. So they have to talk to the... Yeah, yeah. And they never wanted... Whereas because, the Weinstein didn't yeah. have to talk to anybody. They, they were the guys. They were the because guys. Because they both had done pictures with Merrimax at, exactly. at that point, right? But but they yeah, were Robert had done only four rooms. His little piece of four rooms. For Merrimax. And that wasn't even really Merrimax. Right. Like, well, we had not done anything. But Quentin had done... Quentin had done... Pulp Fiction. But Quentin had done Pulp Fiction, correct. Yeah. So, but because they were not... They were not producers. No. They, it wasn't a studio yet. It was just they were sure. distributors. You know, mm. they they bought movies True. in festivals and they took them. Before, before you continue, yeah. I'm just yeah, very curious ahead. about the fact. Yeah. Like, in that scenario, did did Robert? I know the agents are doing most of this stuff. Yeah. The producers, but did Robert not wish to continue like a consistent? For instance, you know, Spielberg has a relationship with Universal, and he'll very rarely go to Warner's, or very right. rarely. But Tarantino now with after Miramax, obviously with with uh, um, Sony. Now, now he no. has now he has a Sony no. deal. Did Robert not want to continue relationship with Columbia or? With well, let me tell you what happened. So we did. They bought a mariachi, mm -hmm. and then we had a, an option, a first look option. First look deal with, with Columbia. With Columbia. Okay. Which, by the way, Harvey Robert, the first place he wanted to be was Miramax. Really? Yeah. The just he the did. indie kind he of underground indie, thing was. And he talked to a guy. Wow. It's in his book. Oh, okay. Mark Tusk. The Tusk, Tusk from yeah 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 he was yeah yeah he, uh -huh. he discovered Kevin, he just discovered Kevin Smith as well yeah he he did clerks okay yeah okay for Mark I mean yeah. I, I don't yeah. know for Mark no but this is what happened I've taken so interviews with Tusk him and, and he had sent him mariachi before mm. anything happened and said hey da 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 that is in and the book Mark I remember Tusk, yeah. yeah it's in there it's in there really so like, when Harvey Weinstein is bouncing up and down and he wants some mariachi and Robert is going dude I sent it to you and and the guy said. Well, this is funny. This was the line, and it's in it, it's in the book. It's I in the book. the book. It ain't no Nikita. 
the guy oh. says to him. Okay, so Mark Tuss had passed on Nikita. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, anyway. I found that out later. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, Mark Tuss is in trouble. He, pa- he <laughs> passed on that mariachi, but he was the champion of clerks. He learned his lesson. He learned his lesson. Anyway, sorry, sorry. Anyway, so it's very funny. So that's so done. That's how it kind of came about, you know. Um, but so so loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, I've experienced at Columbia Pictures. Uh, it was so corporate, you know. Mm-hmm. And and Robert, really, uh, to be really right. honest, it, it was so much easier. Uh, you can say a lot about Miramax and those guys. By the way, we worked mostly with Bob. Our movies were more dimension. Sure, that's that's yeah. absolutely right? true. That's so true. when you see Spy Kids, so you see anything. You see dimension. Bob, you remember the dimension. Faculty too. Bob, the faculty. Weinstein. Uh, it's, so I, I like Bob. You he's know, I mean, Bob, yeah. that way Harvey's a genius. Yeah, yeah. he's evil. Yeah, you know, he I was mean, evil. Absolutely, some, yeah, we, yeah, can, we can we can say that out loud. Exactly, I mean, but, yeah. but there's a lot more evil people in that place. Yeah. And, right. and they got no, and, and no and punishment. And it sounds like just okay. Bob and, and Robert because of their personalities, yes. Masquerillos. They were yes. they maybe even exactly. more. Absolutely, and Bob was the one making all the money in there. Sure. So and Bob saw Robert as Bob was the Roy Disney, Harvey was the you know the Walt in that scenario. Exactly, could be the good way. So, you know, so th- that happened. So, Dust Till Dawn then, um, they took it. Mm-hmm. And we were on hyperdrive at that point. Sure. Like, literally. Just uh, we're in prep. Gone, gone, it, gone. It, was, it was done, done, done. Sure. You know, and uh, when we were at, uh, when we were at, uh, at, a, at the, when Quinton got his Oscar for Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction, we were at a party at Chasen's. It's now a Crystal Farms, oh. um, it, but it used to be this fancy old restaurant. Okay. And they had their party there. The, the, the after Miramax, the, after, after the, winning that year, they won I don't know how many Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, we were there, and George Clooney, mm-hmm. who had just it was the, literally the, the first season of VR. Oh first, yeah, yeah. First, and Clooney walked by him. And they kind of made eye contact, and Robert goes, "Hey, dude," and George was like, "Hey, dude," you know, kind of thing, yeah. like like soul connections, you yeah. know. And Robert was like, "He's Richie Gecko." He's Gecko. He's Gecko. Oh, nice. Gecko I didn't Robert. know that one. Yeah. So so. It's just a. Yeah. Just it was one of those moments, you know. And Quentin had always. It showed interest in acting, but was yeah. that? No, no, no. He had written that for himself. He wrote that for himself. <laughs> really? that oh. was, I'm gonna play. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay. And he was great. I mean, to his credit, he was great in that, really in that, in that part. Really he was great. Really great in the part. Uh, yeah. yeah, but anyway, but you guys had had Salma. You guys yes. had Julie, yeah. uh, Ju- uh, Juliet, yeah, Juliette Lewis, who was, who was off the vacation yes. films and stuff like that. She's just one. She, she's terrific. I know she also did Scorsese's Cape Fear she right after that. She turned one and two on our set. Oh wow! That little girl had been working. Yeah, yeah. Now something. I, I think very... back now and I go, wow. You know, she was so young, but so good. You had man, you had the luxury of 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 working with George Clooney before he was George Clooney. That film oh, yeah. kind of made him George oh, yeah. Clooney. Uh, and, and from dust to dawn. Talk about a mensch. Really? Mm. Yeah. 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 Anyway, another one just stole. I mean, like pure soul. Mm. Pure soul. Yeah. And he's showing it over and over. I, I saw him recently. Every and... movie he directs. Did you see uh, uh, Midnight Sky? No, the, oh, he, he directed guys, that. He directed that. That's right. That's right. Midnight Sky. No, I mean, I, I, that one. Yeah. Midnight okay. Sky. Okay. Because oh, I saw Good Night, Good Luck, and, and it, I thought. All right. Watch. By the way, the football one, I'm not so you know fond okay. of, but everything else I love. But Midnight Sky Midnight is so yeah. profound. That's his most okay. recent. Okay. Very. He's got the beard on. It only got nominated for for the visual effects. Yeah, it kind of went under the radar a little bit there. Yeah. 
You have yeah. to screen that. I need to. I need. We'll screen midnight. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it for yeah, the we podcast. Have to now. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. No, but but what I love about George is I saw I saw Ethan's new docu series, uh, the last movie stars. Yeah, the last I screened movie that, and yeah. and the uh, last movie stars. That's it's about stars. John Woodward and and Paul Newman yeah. and their relationship. Oh. And, and George Clooney comes and basically voices Paul Newman yeah. uh, for the for, and and he was just <laughs> yeah. uh, you could see it in him. It was George he's like, being he's, George. He's a star. Um, but by the way, he's not only a star. He's a profound man. Yeah. That really, truly is true to his yeah. his roots and his friends, you know? Mm-hmm. His friends, the original friends, the one that went through all that help. Because, it, you know, he did not become a star overnight. Right, right, right. right. It took a long time. Yeah. And Killer Tomatoes was the return of the killer. The, the return of the killer tomatoes. Return of the killer tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he was like the plumber. The musical. And I had some sitcom. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, by the way, he was in Roseanne. By the way, was saying, Roseanne. Yeah, Roseanne. recognizing talent, I was like, mm. who the hell is that guy? That's, who that's is that guy? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Who's yeah. that guy? You know? Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting. Wow. That did, that, that, did that set the table for you? I mean, the, the next thing after From Dust to Dawn was, uh, you know, oddly enough, it was, I, I know you the did faculty. the real stories of the Donut Man, but yeah. what, going the to the Donut faculty. Man, yeah. well, well, those are independent films. No, yeah, yeah, somebody were, else had been developing. I just came in to finish yeah, them because we needed to get them We needed to get them out. But but the faculty, you talk very fondly of the faculty. I love the Donut Man. wacky. It's wacky. But the faculty, you talk very fondly of, and it was probably, it was one of the earliest, one of the first. I love Films I, I screened, yes. I think, of Robertson. Yeah. And how was that? You, you even you told me the story of the the uh, the building that, that you took over the school yeah. for the deaf. That yeah, was... you know, it was my first film that we were no longer in LA at all. Okay. Um, completely and, back in Austin. Um, was that back in Austin? We got to go back home. No, no, no. You we said... had already moved into our house. Oh, okay. Uh, we were living. I, I, we had two children by then. Um, all that stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, and and I got pregnant during the faculty with third one with the, with the rebel, you know. Oh, with the rebel. The rebel. Robert and I have uh, six. I have five kids. I have six total. But uh, so anyway, so. Um, it, so Rebel um, came as a oops baby, like totally, uh, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was kind of fun. Sweet, sweet kid. Very sweet. sweet. Kid. He's, uh, he's amazingly, brilliantly talented and yeah. so profound. Rebel, uh, is Rebel a musician? Yeah, Rebel's a composer. Rebel's a composer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rebel, he also, ready, look right? this up, though. Ready, ready, he ready, also won Forged in Fire when he was 18 years old. Wow. He doesn't tell anyone. Why? Oh. It, it, it was it, it's a it, season five, episode nineteen. I want to check it out. But why? Did, why does he need? Because by the way, he's such another is, chapter. Is he, is that, is, it was like oh, something okay. he pro- like. But it also sounds like you you told me yesterday that he uh, that he's to the book. This oh, is he this is, like is rebel. Japanese. What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, like he's he does. So, he, he, he follows. He's so strict. You know, with himself and, okay. and all of us too. Sometimes we're like, "Hey, dude, think that's a, <laughs> think that's we're not Japanese. You are. It's okay." You know, <laughs> you know, like, that's a little very, average personality, yeah, yeah. like yeah, very, myself very. No, that's cool. Uh, but more, uh, he's more aesthetically like like the way he washes his clothes since he was ten years old is is a joy to watch. Hangs really <laughs> uh, very... like, Nothing goes in the dryer. Wow, oh, he air drives. Hung, I mean, like, so, I mean, 10 years sure. old. You know, like, it's like, you're like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, no, I don't know why there's clothes. I didn't, mean, I didn't say perfection. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rebel and Racer are. <laughs> so interesting. Racer just throws them on. Yeah, Racer just throws them on. Let's go. Let's get it done. Oh, no. We're never going to smiling. He's trying to take care of his clothes more than he's having to pay for them. Yeah, exactly. No, but the faculty, you know, you're pregnant with. But the faculty was one of those things that I was really producing. In a way, by myself for the first time, without mm. 
without you know Lawrence Bender and da 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 da, yeah, da you know so yeah. so but finding my own Lawrence was world. a big pivotal part for from Dust to Dawn. Did he help produce yes. or, or yes. let's say yes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was actually Paul Hellerman, Paul the, Hellerman. the line producer. Oh, okay. Was oh, okay. Very important in that movie. Uh, a, a, truly. Um, and and uh, truly, like I learned mm-hmm. how to sit and be down to the almost penny every day, right. and know where we had a little money. It was a wonderful lesson for me to to sit from the very beginning of budgeting right. with the line producer and just okay. go through the whole thing. Yeah, you know, sure. uh, Lawrence was doing other things too. Sure. You know, so but uh, Paul and I every day sat and we saw where we had twenty dollars mm. that could be thrown somewhere. Else. Yeah, and yeah, that was a great. Learning oh, yeah. experience for I me. Yeah. I'm so grateful. That translates to the budget. faculty. Yeah, exactly. You're doing because well, then I also found myself a really a line producer that knew crew really well. His name is Bill Scott from Austin. From Austin. Oh yeah, wow! Exactly. Okay. Who, by the way, had been a first AD. He was a second AD on Carrie, the original Carrie. Wow! So he had amazing experience, yeah. and he and I just bonded. So, so he was good. also UPM and line producer. We didn't wow. have a U, which I loved because they cut. Yeah. You know, for us, because I, with him, we did the job, three jobs with just the two of us. Wow. You know? okay. And the crew just loved him because he's such a just human being mm-hmm. and serious human being. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to disappoint him. Oh, okay, like, you know, yeah. it's that thing. It's with one the of those, yeah, yeah. So he brought us a crew and brought me an incredible <laughs> production coordinator, Cindy mm-hmm. Strite, who taught me so much yeah and she was my production coordinator and the wild thing is you know the movie that made me realize who i was was a broadcast news she had done broadcast wow. news broadcast news was the one right that... in the middle of her resume and i was like you're hired yeah that's and the one then, and i was like ah, let's go no. and so they were my team for many many years no, that's cool. now they're retired so sure. you know but it's fine because uh, we have a uh, we worked uh, twice already with a wonderful line producer that was of the lineage of Bill Scott. Oh, that's cool, yeah. Somebody else we hired uh, named Ron Schmidt, who's an incredible, the, the same kind of person. Sure. You know, sure. sensitivity to seamless the transition. Crew. You know, he lives in, in uh, North Carolina, in Charlotte. Oh. Uh, so he's he lived in LA. He did his LA thing. Good but thing he's originally from there. He came home with his kids, right. and that's where he is, and he's wonderful. Right now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben Ormond is a name, yeah. really wonderful. Did you feel like you, you this this allowed for you know, because let's I, I I I think Austin all the time as my producer because he handles the headaches. You know, he handles the nuts and bolts yeah. so that I can I can have the freedom to do what I want yeah. with my picture and within the limitations that we have of naturally, course. right? But I, so I, I I'm very grateful for that. Do you feel like this is because it felt like the faculty Robert had a little more of a playground? Yeah, right. It was yeah, he had was, a little more. Of, it was much more. It was less uh, unencumbered. We're a lot mm. because, for one thing, a studio like Columbia Pictures is very like in there. Sure. You know. Sure. Weinstein's were like, Dimensions. here's the money. Dimension. Yeah. Bob so, Weinstein was like, here's the money. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is what happened with that. Mm. Uh, so, Bob at that time, Scream and all those movies, sure. scary sure. movie, all those movies were coming out. It was Kevin Williamson. Uh, so. Bob had just bought all of them, so nobody oh. else could buy Kevin Williamson mm-hmm. movies, right? Mm-hmm. He bought all of them. And he had the faculty laying around. Yeah, I was going to ask you. And he came to us and to Robert and say, hey, so I'm willing to do a five-picture deal oh, yeah. with you. Wow. And then spike it, yeah. But you have to do faculty first. 
Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. That was the deal. And Robert was like, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be fun. You know, so that's how Spy Kids comes mm-hmm. into yeah. it. We all knew it was Spy Kids, but nobody else, because mm-hmm. Robert knew that that's Yeah, yeah, of, you wanted to keep it low on. Yeah, I mean, right? And Bob, too. We all kept it. What like, did he notice? Nobody said uh, that. The word. idea, well, one thing, the idea that came out, I remember he was. It was from Four Rooms. Four Rooms, and yeah. This yeah, piece had Antonio Banderas, and it had uh, this uh, this Asian woman, and it was New Year's. Uh-huh. So, and the little kids were all in tuxes, and one. it was like very yeah, James Bond looking. You know, James Bond looking. And, and Roger Ebert signed in this book to the one that gave me the best room. Roger Ebert. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ebert. Imagine having that stuff of approval from Roger That's Ebert. Are you Roger. kidding? Nice. Wherever you are, Roger, yeah, you're an Roger awesome man. Just, I saw his documentary uh, as well, him. Roger Ebert's oh, documentary. He's an amazing man. Yes. What an amazing man. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's but amazing. A lover of filmmakers. Oh, first, absolutely. First. Absolutely. And a lover of I wish films. I could have yeah. met Roger Ebert. Yeah. That was That's incredible. Amazing. Incredible. Do you feel like, like, you know, during. I want to jump into Spy Kids because I think yeah. I think I could be wrong, but just based off reading and a ton of stuff, I feel like that's where your hand was very very much involved. And and I th- I do think that correct me if I'm wrong. Do you feel like you all having kids uh, really uh-huh. transitioned? You know, Robert started thinking. Well, that's I true. Wanna, I want my kids to be able to see what we do. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's very well, one that? thing. It came from that. It also came from when we were doing Desperado, and even you know like uh, El Mariachi, Desperado, mm-hmm. Dust Till Dawn. We go to festivals, and people would come up to him or us and say, "Hey, so my kid loves your movie." Oh, and Robert would go, "Oh, how old is your your son or your daughter, or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, your child. How, how old is your kid? Mm-hmm. You know, because uh-huh. he's a kid, sure, he's 16, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Oh, he's six. And Robert's like. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, there are rated. What, what did he there like? There are rated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like dang. today we're in those shorts and there's a kid in the theater. I was like, what? Man? <laughs> 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, you know, there's a reason for ratings. I always tell people yeah, that. Sure, and I'm very much in mindful of that. Yeah. And it sh- yeah. they should be, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that's partly where it came from, Robert feeling like, what is it that these kids are loving about my movies mm-hmm. that they're not seeing in kids' movies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of fun, goofy, wow. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. otherworldly sometimes, uh, unique POV. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what he brought to those yeah. kids' movies. That's why the, the Spy Kids movies are kind of very... Like a little, like I mean, think about Floop and Floop's there, castle oh, and all yeah, that stuff. It's very special. I mean, that's so I, I have to tell out you. of like, some box. And My, yeah. you think that Robert was smoking something? Yeah. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke at all. Nothing. Well, you know, let, let me tell you. you. Let me tell you this. My, my brother will kill me if I don't mention this. Yeah. Spy Kids uh, was the first live action film we saw in the movie theater. Wow. Wow. We saw. Toy Story was right, our, right, our, our Toy Story two, I believe, actually right. was our first big thing. And then when we, we moved to Dallas, you know, our parents got divorced and moved out there. And my mom was like, "Well, I got to take these kids to the movies. They need to get out of their heads a little bit." And Spy and Kids, Spy Kids was wow. it. That was the first live action film That's we saw beautiful. in the movie theater. And there was that. Not but not only was it. Oh man, we're seeing some some of this in Latinos. kids films, but we're seeing Latinos. You know, Latinos. We're seeing Latinos. We're seeing kids you know, that, that look like that. Tony Bandera saying a little Spanish. Yeah. You know? At the <laughs> end, when he's like Latinos, you know? Latinos. 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 You know, we'd done it, um, really uh, liked the experience of that crew, mm-hmm. and now I was making a kid's movie. Sure. Okay, but the, and, you know, all these people were young still, you know, we're all young, and, mm-hmm. you know, we started, some of us starting to have kids, right. so it was kind of like a new transition for the sure. whole crew, and it was really fun. And, and, and at this time, 
is when uh, we shoot it, we shot it in nineteen no in two thousand two thousand okay mm-hmm. came out in two thousand one yeah, yeah. and at this time is when I already had my eye on that the airport was closing. Oh, April so 19, important. So important. The Austin airport was closing down. I read an article in 95 that when the airport closes, already it was being talked about. Because they were building because a new one. They, because they had to. Yeah. It was in the middle of the city. And you know they, the schools around there, the more planes were landing more than ever in Austin. Oh, okay. It was growing. And kids couldn't even hear themselves. You know, oh, So sh- they had to... They knew they had to shut it down. Yeah, yeah. So where to put it, right? That that was the whole where thing. To, so in '95, Shelley Duvall did this article about how she told Ann Richards, "Hey, she was governor then, and she said, hey, you should turn those into Shelley hangers.' Duvall. Shelley Duvall, because she was doing story time, uh, uh, storybook okay. time, yeah, storybook it's time for Shelley PBS. Duvall, yeah. Shelley Duvall, <laughs> go figure. The shine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so anyway, exactly. So. You know, I read it and I went, I read a lot, you know, I read and it, I have this mind, again, another t- weird talent. People have told me I would be a really good uh, Book speech writer, speech, oh, speech writer sure. in, in Washington, because my brain just facts, yeah. you know, moments, name, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, I'm getting older, so I need to take some prevention, I guess. <laughs> Gives you know, I'm just kidding. Um, fish oil. Uh, but anyway, so, 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 anyway, so I, so, so. This is oh, this is all happening at the same there. time. When well, before Spike, right before, before Spike Spike Kids, Kids, when we're prepping Spike Kids, oh, because wow. by the way, we shot in this warehouse uh, faculty, and we stayed in this warehouse uh-huh. for Spike Kids oh, because okay. that's where we were building Floop's Castle, sure. okay, uh-huh. which is great. Yeah, no, really it's good, right? terrific. But this is okay. So we're shooting in two thousand, right? Mm-hmm. And we would think we were going to be shooting in ninety nine. You know, I had Rebel, he was little. I mean, he was, I still remember this because we are at this warehouse and, and Rebel was in the brincolin, you know, jumping in my in my doorway at the office, you know. Well, I don't you know, nurse him, yeah, put him yeah, back in the brincolin, whatever, you know. And so to me, that was sort of the, you know, the, rem- the reminder that Rebel's little. He's like five, six months, you know. And, and we were prepping, but not quite shooting yet. Mm. Uh, so, so 99 April... <laughs> He was born in January, April of 99. I've already sent somebody to go check out where Where we should have um, Eric Williamson. He was our location scout. And I said, I need you to go to the airport and figure out where we should be. He goes, I already kind of know. He goes, but Uh, let me, I'll take some pictures. I'll go, because I want to get in there. You know, so we did. And so April 30th, they closed. We were in there May 1st. So what we first did was, okay, so the airport hangar can be, um, you know, we can use it for, uh, for make a green screen. Green little, screen there. You know, do some stuff. Yeah. There. So we did. So I say, if you remember, because we, we, you remember our first short film, we went to Austin Film Studios thinking, ah, we, we, let's, see, let's see who we bump into. Let's see what we can see. And that's where, that's where Troublemaker, that's where Linklater, yeah, the Austin so, Film Society. So by the way, because at the same time. Oh, wow, really? Was, by the way, at the same time. I see you trying to make the connection. I was like, you remember this? By the way, because yeah. I was part of the yeah. Film Society. And Rick already had the same idea. Okay, uh, so we were like, so when you were one of the state part of the thing, mm, you know, yeah. and Rick right next door to us mm-hmm. was where the where the old armory uh, was. Uh, the uh, they have uh, the the National Guard, mm-hmm. and then right next to that was a whole nother little complex that the city owned, um, and but it had offices. It had like it was where the private jets went to. Uh, okay. Okay. So we wanted they wanted that you know the the film society Austin Studios kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So because Robert and I had been exploring eight stages, our architect and our lawyer 
already were helping film society with things. So we united with their expertise and got it all done for all of us. And then we became part of the master plan. Wow. So that's been that piece you cannot negate. No, but that's for amazing. Austin that Studios for uh, Detour for us for the Austin film yeah. thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's why that neighborhood is so kind of friendly and film and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's why the Alamo Draft House opened yeah. one up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of little things happen. It it shaped the the vibe of the absolutely of the thing, it's you know? massive oh, and it's a wonderful yeah, yeah. neighborhood it's a, it's yeah, a great well, neighborhood yeah, 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 yeah. so uh, i tell her that i told her a story yesterday when we went that the the prop guy at austin oh, yeah, yeah. was like hey come on He's in awesome. let me give you a tour there really cool. oh, yeah. you, know? you should call me i know so so anyway so all that was happening in tandem you know and uh so then it was like okay how can we keep this place because I wasn't gonna put any money into it. Yeah, unless you. It's just metal buildings. It's just plain, like, covering the planes. Yeah, yeah, like, like that. Have really a lot of structure. We could not really hang mm-hmm. uh, lights and kids and all that stuff oh, from it. Yeah, it could be dangerous. But we knew that we needed to. So I started lobbying. I started getting all that stuff done and while we're just doing to... prepping spy kids, while we're doing right. all of this, right, right, right. and getting the expertise of the of the of our attorney and also of our getting all the sure, deals because sure. they also knew how to deal with the, the city and somewhat with the state. So mm. and I have to give credit where credit is due Absolutely. that George uh, W. Bush gave me this guy, this one of his guys that was like, did special projects for him to help me lock that down. Wow. And really lock it George down. George W. Bush? Yeah, yeah, he did. So it wasn't uh, even on the, on the state level. It wasn't the governor necessarily. It was... It it, was... Well, he was the governor at that moment. Oh, and okay. that, that's what this they get, right the governor's him. plane. Wow. Our, our yeah. property is state. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. State, which is really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. Because we, we, the cops can't come. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, by the way, we can... Well, just like any other studio. Yeah, you know, state. Warner's has its own police department, has its own fire department. No, no, but this is owned by the state. So we can blow up shit. Yeah, that's cool. hours that nobody else can. That's why you wanted it. People, people, it's kind of fun. Don't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it really interesting. But it makes it really interesting. Yeah, no, no. It makes it fun for the Fourth of July. It's off limits of the city. That's awesome. Bye bye. Yeah. So it's very cool. It's just that. Yeah. It's for us. Anyway, so that's the kind of stuff that happened. So Spike Kids for me was, I knew we were going to do the first one. We knew there was probably going to be a second one because what happened is the McDonald's deal ha- that's another thing that happened to us oh. as Latinos that had never mm-hmm. happened to a movie yeah. uh, that wasn't like some Disney movie what, is it? what do you mean the McDonald's? we ended up getting a, a Happy Meal deal uh-huh. Spike Kids. Oh, yeah. Spike Kids. Happy Meal. Man, it took me back. Yeah. Exactly. So what, ha- but this is neat. So Robert's not going to just take a Happy Meal deal, right? Right. So he brings one of our guys uh, that he's the one that, that designed the watches. Designed. Yeah. Uh, Alex Toder is his name. Alex Toder. Alex Toder. He was also a visual effects guy. Right, he worked right. with us forever. So he begins to have Alex design some toys for the Happy Meals. They were the so best toys. So cool. They're They're the best. Smart. That is so smart. So McDonald's had never. Uh-huh allowed anyone to tell oh, them what to do what to, uh, but they show up and we have prototypes <laughs> yeah like all right you guys like prototypes right this is what we got and, and they're a little like not myth but they're fascinated by the fact that we were like so forward thinking already mm-hmm. we didn't have mm-hmm. their homework you know yeah, exactly and they were actually really cool toys 
So they were like, okay, this is, this yeah, is good. Let this me is no brainer. By the way, we also have to think about the little kids. You know, it's three, eight, oh, three years Nothing old. Nothing that they can choke on mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but Alex had kids. He had talked about this anyway. So he's not super busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was so a little. They were, they, were, they were not going to be able to eat them. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Right, or, or right, get right. choked up with them. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that happened. So for us Latinos, so that made Spy Kids just go. That is Absolutely. True. That's true. Because you have, from what they told us, like, 20 million eyeballs or something. Yeah. Well, marketing is, mar- I mean, who does better marketing than McDonald's? I mean. eyeballs that show up <laughs> yeah. in McDonald's, yeah. you know, plus yeah. all the ads in the yeah. kids' channel. Yeah. Then they, the nag factor, I found out about the nag factor. The nag, the factor. nag factor is kids oh. nagging their parents yeah. to oh, go yeah. to the yeah. movie. Yeah. There's now that thing called the nag factor. Yeah. The kid's like, mom, mom, take him to the movie. Yeah. But it was interesting to also see that the parents did want to go to the movie. No wonder there's, a, I've always wondered why McDonald's has a in spike oh. in the film. Where they press the button of on the course. ship and then the McDonald's comes it's out. It's so crazy, right? Makes sense. By the way, and that was crazy when we had to bring in their person to make the food for that scene. Uh, and, but I learned so much. It was so cool. This sure, girl shows sure. up. She, this is food stylist. It's her job. And uh, I had, we had to go to McDonald's and bring all the materials that she needed. Sure. So it was like literally the 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 the. the the amount of stuff we had to get for her, yeah. and then we had to go get like the perfect little buns with the perfect <laughs> sesame seeds. Yeah. But then she would plug. So all those pie kids were just, you know, it became a Happy Meal deals and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then also the 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 combination of uh, the Robert wanted to do the 3D movie. Uh, he, he was already thinking of that you know, at the time. Yeah. He, exactly. Uh, Sharkboy Lava Girl. Yeah. Um, you know, was one that he wanted to do like that. But Spike Kids three. Is when he really explored it because he also wanted Spike it's 3D. 3D. Exactly. <laughs> and and part of the reason was to see this majestic human being that is Ricardo Montalban. Wow. Majestic. Was he already friends with Jim at that point, Robert? Was he getting it from Jim Cameron? James oh Cameron? he you know what? He's been friends with Jim yeah, Cameron a long time. Okay. Years. I Jim, wonder if Jim, Jim put that bug Jim, in his ear. You know, Jim like... Cameron has been a very well. Jim was doing 3D movies. Right. We used his rig for the Oh movie. wow! First, oh, first bike yeah. is 3D? 3D. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. So, so um, uh, because he had done it, his brother designed it. Sure. Uh, sure. His engineer brother. Yeah. And uh, and and you wow. know it's funny because. Uh, again, you know, it kind of happens when we did Spike It's One, though. Okay, right. we went and shot Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and oh, then shot yeah. Spike It's two. two, which is my favorite of the series. By the way, Stu Two. I don't know why. I just it, 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 by the way, it has so much amazing messaging. It does. The second one. Yeah, it does. A lot, and it the has small a, because you see the, the the little kids, yeah. uh, 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 Carmen and Juni, mm-hmm. have to really unite in that yeah. one to yeah. to as, 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 as really learn the value of. Being a brother and a sister. Steve Buscemi yeah. comes into yeah, them and great. gives the yeah, message. Exactly. Too. So it's great. very cool. It's great. You know, uh, Holland Taylor is the, the grandma. She's amazing. Oh, and yeah. she watched the movie and she came up to me and she goes, you know, I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it was a fun script. But it was really profound, yeah. the messages. You know, when she saw the, the, the screening awesome. for the actors, it was really fun. And by the way, Spy Kids, if most people should know this. If you don't know, this is where the Machete character was born. Absolutely. <laughs> Ab- machete, t- Uncle Machete. Uncle Machete and Spy Kids Uncle 1, machete, guys. Uncle Machete, You know, which it changed yeah. Danny Trejo's life. Yeah. Hey, I told you I met him so a few weeks back, and yeah. he's just phenomenal. It changed his life. Isn't yeah. he the cousin of somebody? He's the- well, well, yeah. by the way, he grew up in San Antonio, so the, his, uh, his aunt and uncle, that you know, the, the parents, their mother, I think, 
sent him because she, she didn't know what to do with him, you know. And she sent him, yeah. and and so he was in San Antonio for a while, and um, and so they were good friends with Robert's parents. They went okay. to church together. They all knew each other. They're from that, you know, that old they San Antonio. Yeah. So, but by the way, they, you know, they, because by the way, they kind of, you know, I mean, people call each other cousins with a yeah, big cousins yeah, all the time, you know, you know, that happens a lot. Yeah. Son primos de cariño, you know, because you kind of know each other. But they didn't, they kind of like, once he was casted, I'm assuming they were like, oh, hey. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when they saw him in Desperado. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because he came to the screening in Austin and his aunt and uncle came. Oh, so So, exactly. So, you know, so there was a already like, like, oh, we know each other and Robert's parents, you know. And they came out in from the Sudan. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Spike no, he was in, the, in everything. In but, you know, I, I, Robert, I, you know, did something so special during Spike Kids because Danny came to him and he goes, you know, I keep going to these airports and these little kids want to come up to me, but the parents don't know me. You know, oh, the parents are so, they've seen me in really scary movies. <laughs> and, and so it was so cute. So Robert... <clears throat> went and had these little cards made for Danny specifically okay. to make kids honorary spy kids. Oh, that's And he amazing. would sign it for them. These little that's beautiful amazing. little cards. Yeah, it is. Cool, so man. so he could, you know, because little kids, you know, Danny goes, and then these two little kids, he said, are like, I can tell they're talking to the mom. And the kids are like, no, no. <laughs> spy kids, you know, he can see it, right? And the mother's like, I don't know. We yeah, like, bet, and the I parents bet. like walk over there with the kids, and it's like, "Hello, are you Spy Kids?" <laughs> they don't even I say bet, this. I bet the and kids he's like, are like, "Yeah, hey." Yeah. You know, like, I bet the kids yeah, are like, yeah. "Where's, the, where's the, the cameras and where's right, the gun and what can I do?" Amazing. So, so that's really beautiful that Robert was able to give Danny like the bona fides to go. You're not our Spy Kids at any airport, you know, wherever, you know. Yeah, there's there's no there's no. Uh, 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 we could talk about the Spike It series. Yeah. It, it yep. turned into an amazing series. Oh, yeah. And by the way, for those of you watching, uh, am I able to say this Absolutely. out loud? Absolutely, yeah. Already? Okay. Uh, next summer, summer 2023, Spike Kids Armageddon is coming to Netflix. Oh, I didn't and, even know and about And this, this is her latest, her latest uh, producerial. I think it'll be summer, sometime in summer, summer guys. Yes. Yeah, right. sometime so, in oh, wait, summer. Wait, yeah, yeah, exactly. 2023, Spike Very Kids fun. Armageddon. That's the name of the film. Uh, she told me a little bit about it. I'm not going to say because, you know, yeah, but it's, it's, it's going to be it's great. Really, so keep an, keep an eye out for it. But yeah. let, I want to touch on a couple other films. Yeah, I so yeah, I, I can talk about Spike Kids yeah. forever because that's my, that's what we grew up <laughs> on. But um, once upon a time in Mexico, you said you shot it in between the two Spike Kids, but yeah. you worked with Johnny Depp. Yeah. On this, you brought yeah. Johnny Depp on this, and 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 by the way, I just love. I saw a lot, I was on a Robert kick for a long time after I read Rebel mm-hmm. Without a Crew, obviously written. And, and when I saw um, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, I saw the behind the scenes of like, oh, Robert was like, well, we shot the promo. We just put up a green screen, tiny little green screen there, and we shot a promo here, and we shot a pickup shot there. <laughs> and obviously, that's his style. Like, let's just oh, shoot, yeah, let's let's shoot just this. And throw, throw, we throw. shot the poster in the middle of uh, in between yeah. takes. You know, yeah. like stuff like that. You know that I was yeah, about, but. Uh, but you guys, I mean, Robert at this point had, yeah. has a, mm-hmm. a pretty well household name, especially after right. uh, Spy Kids, I think. And you brought Johnny Depp onto this, but you still kept the same filming style and the same ethic. Yeah, I, I mean, tell me a little bit about Once Upon a Time um, in Mexico. Well, yeah. Yeah, so we had done, uh, Spy Kids came out, mm-hmm. the first one, the first one. Uh, March 30th or so. Okay. And, you know, so, uh, Columbia Pictures and Sony had always been bugging Robert to do a sequel. Uh, a sequel, you know, to the Sparat, you know. So Robert was like, you know, no time. We're busy, you know, and other things, other circumstances, and things like that. So, and he had such a good relationship. Exactly, you had such a exactly, great relationship with, with Dimension. Dimension. Exactly with Dimension, and yeah. you know, it was a great relationship. So, and we were movie after movie, you know, and that. But 
here comes a moment in time mm -hmm. where there is going to be a SAG strike at the end of June, June 30th no. of 2001, oh, which puts oh. everything on hold yeah. in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. No movies are being greenlit. Nothing's happening. Nothing that's already been greenlit is being greenlit because it has to be shot before January uh, June 30th, okay? So wow. here comes again Columbia Sony and says, hey, they've been bugging him. So and he's with Antonio doing all this press for Spy Kids and they're sitting at the Today Show in the green room. And Robert goes, dude, what are you doing? He goes, well, the sag's track, you know, can't do anything, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Robert goes, you know, they've been wanting to do that. That Desperado sequel, are you available? And he's like, Yes, I'm doing nothing. I'm thinking nothing. <laughs> and Robert goes. Correct me if I'm wrong yeah. as well, but Robert has publicly stated like various times I had to get out of the DGA because I didn't want to follow that rule. I had to kind of put my time here so I wouldn't have to do well, that. Well, that's a whole other thing. That's right. Sin City. Sin City. Sin City. He, had, he had to give he credit did. to. He yeah. gave credit to Frank Miller later so. on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so by the way, unions but are always. always had by the way, yeah. unions are unions. I unions respect them. I, yeah. I respect their rules. You know, but it is that there are rules. You know, yeah. and and that's right. I just wonder people that are not going to show up. No, yeah. that didn't have any connection okay. yet. Okay. Um, at all. But anyway, so but here it is, and he's like, there's going to be a lot of actors available. Do nothing, right? Mm. So he's like, and Antonio goes, Do you have a script? You know, and Robert goes, I'll have one in 10 days. Oh, and we're talking wow. March, late March, you know. And Robert had already been cooking up, like, we could shoot in San Miguel de Allende. There's that location. They went to um, San Miguel de Allende. Yeah, we, exactly. Gosh, we did Querétaro, San Miguel de Allende, Guanajuato. Uh, so, anyway, so, so this is what happens. So Robert comes home and he's like, locked up. <laughs> <laughs> writing a script like a crazy man. And by the way, this is when he tells Sony, he goes, so uh, I want to do a test on the HD 900s. This is when digital comes into play. Right, high digital definition. Play. And uh, because he thought this will be the opportunity, you'll get a movie out of it. So these are your cameras. Mm -hmm. We'll be on the field, in the dirt, in Mexico, a real test of you know proof, and you'll get a movie out of it, right? Yeah. So win, 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 right? Win, win, yeah. um, so, and I get to do the cameras, and I get to, yeah, you know, the, yeah. exactly, exactly, you know, like I get my hands on some 900s, because exactly. he was so into like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we go in there, and, uh, and so he's, crazy doing this and then he says to me he goes call Luz Maria Rojas he's, he's our line producer in Mexico okay. and uh, had worked with us in Desperado uh -huh. and, and and did some of the shooting Dust Till Dawn the little bit that we did in Mexico okay. amazing line producer from there yeah. and uh, she he calls her and said call Luz Maria tell her where is that location that she is hiding from me <laughs> <laughs> because he, he had seen a location and he's like yeah we're not using it for this but hide it don't tell hide anyone it. about oh, it because wow. Luzman knows Mexico yeah. you know yeah. so and it's the guitar town oh, it's an abandoned wow. town oh, in the middle of nowhere right, okay right. like no but it is close to San Miguel de Allende wow exactly so Robert is like we'll go shoot in San Miguel de Allende, we'll go shoot in Guanajuato a little uh -huh. bit, do that stuff, right? So, but he, I we're now, we're now in April, you know, right? We're in April, he's writing like a madman. Uh -huh. and, uh, and, and and then he looks at me and he goes, okay, I need you to do a budget. And I'm like, I need a script. You know, like, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, well, we're gonna shoot six weeks. So we have to be done by the end. We have to start like it, it, May 10th or so, May 15th, no later, and we have to be done by June 30th. Yeah. And I'm like, so it's six weeks of shooting, go. And I'm like, Holy shit! What do I do? Exactly. And so, so I called my line producer from Des. He was at my UPM in Desperado, and I called Luzma, 
And the beautiful thing about calling these people, and I said, this was what's going on. And they both said the same thing. What did they say? Let's play. <laughs> and I was like, what a year. I'm so, like, because by the way, I was so scared. I got into yeah, I'm like, this is insane. Wow. This is insane, yeah, right? Yeah. Because by the way, I'm prepping Spike Kids too. And I'm like, oh, it's at the wow. same time. Already, and I'm doing was that script already finished? Yeah. yeah. So, no, it, he's, well, yeah. Kind of, you know, kind of. You know, he's, he's writing, he's writing as he's yeah, going, yeah. he's writing as he's going. By the way, he had been writing a lot of ideas. Robert writes a lot, and he writes pieces, and he's doing okay, all that. So, for, no. exactly. So, yeah, no, you always got to have all kinds of pounds on the yeah, 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 yeah. The ideas flow, man. Yeah. And sometimes you just grab a, exactly. different just ideas and put, put them in one. You know, like yeah. in one script, they come from different, you kind of grab all your sure, babies sure. and make one beautiful baby out of one. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, so he does this, and... Um, and and I, I, I stayed to lose my name. I go, well, he doesn't want a production designer because basically San Miguel Linda is a production design. Me? That's Can't go wrong. Oh, yeah. And then we just need an art director. Yeah. And we need, so we decided, because we had just worked with this amazing crew for Spy Kids in Austin, uh, to take half that crew oh, okay. and take our half of our Mexican crew mm -hmm. from Desperado Wow, and merge those yeah. two in San Miguel de Allende. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. It was so beautiful. Because, by the way, we were gifting both the Mexican crew and the American with the chance to do the first HD movie oh, on the field. Yeah. You're giving them something right, right. that nobody else is doing. Yeah. You know, They might be doing it in commercials and things like that. And some of the Mexican guys have done some commercials in yeah. HD, yeah. but not, no movies. Not like being, only George Lucas had done one movie right. with those cameras. Yeah. And it was yeah. mostly green screen. He was very, yeah. he was so excited about I, this. They gave me, I have to thank them, Rick McCollum, his producer, mm -hmm. and uh, George Lucas, I gotta thank them because Rick spent so much. You know, George Lucas said, "Help them because this is really important to the movement." Well, can I can I mention? Yeah. I think, it's and good. please correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, because you're gonna know no, way yeah. more than I do about this. But uh, after studying that history a little bit with Lucas, basically came to every director he was friends with and said, "Digital is the way to go." Yeah. Well, film film is yeah. the way of the past. Get on, Get on board with digital cinema yeah. and and cameras yeah. and everything. And and Rodriguez was one of the first. I love Robert says a quote and in a documentary he says. Obi-Wan always knows what he's talking about. I'm going to follow Obi-Wan. <laughs> no, Obi exactly. It's brilliant, man. So George was yeah. very, so responsible. And by the way, and, and generous. Because, by the way, I'm doing a budget that I don't know. Exactly. Sure. So that's, was that the biggest budget to date? of the, No. Or when you say you had... No, no. Uh, actually, no, that budget was... Very because budget. Because one of the wild things that I... You know, think about it. Uh -huh. All of a sudden... There's no film processing. There is no film to buy. That is, there is. You can cut costs left and right. By the way, so I did once upon a time Mexico for a lot less than I even did Spy Kids. Wow. Not a lot, but you know, shot Spy Kids on film. We shot Spy Kids one on film. Okay. So, but Spy Kids two was on HD. Was digital. That's the second one. So we did back to back HD movies. So we had two, and George Lucas was hilarious. He was like, he's done twice the amount of movies that I've done. Because well, he did the prequels, right? By the way, but yeah, he had just done one at that point. So the interesting thing is that then George brings Robert in to do this whole forum at Skywalker with all the filmmakers. Marty was. There, and Robert, Jim, Robert shot yeah. all this stuff and showed side by side yeah. different 
the things. Yeah. That's the name side. of the documentary, by the way. You guys should check it out side by side. Side by side. Side, side by side, the documentary. There you go. Is, uh, the yeah. film and then Keanu yeah. Reeves is Incredible. the host. Incredible. Oh, Keanu's great. Uh, you yeah. know, he's so cute. He called me. He was like, da, 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 I'm doing this documentary. And I was like, you need to talk to Robert. Yes. You really yes. need to talk to Robert. Okay, I'll talk to I'll talk to Robert so he can talk. Robert you can talk Simmons, to Robert because yeah. you need to interview him. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I can tell you some stuff, but Robert, you need to talk to him. <laughs> Rick's so, in it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And by the way, before we transition into the next thing, because I want that to be the transition point the, the side of digital things um working with johnny johnny, johnny well johnny so this is what happened so johnny you know robert we we have this part the cia guy mm-hmm. and and i was like you know so the, the big names you know obviously because we need him for a week mm-hmm. Just a that's week. it it's gonna be a lot of money but bob was yeah. like we need a big name ah, you know like ah you know, like, so we're like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Salma at this point is doing Frida. She's filming Frida at the oh, same time, okay. by the way. Oh, yeah. She's filming Tamer. Frida with Julie Tamer yeah. in Mexico City. So she comes at the very tail end. She's done with Frida, wow. then she comes to us, you know? And uh, so Johnny comes. Was it, I'm well, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but at that point, was was it Salma would say yes to anything Robert asked? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, oh, Robert, you know, anything you need, I'll be there type of thing? Absolutely. Yeah. No, and okay. we both That's always awesome. had that relationship. She's so yeah. amazing. She's so I brilliant. Bet. I bet. Love her. <laughs> She's such a beautiful Salma woman. Salma will get so you brilliant. on the show. I love you. I hope yeah. we can get as well. Um, so anyway, so the interesting thing is that Johnny Depp mm-hmm. wasn't doing anything. He was literally was sitting the, around. And by the way, Robert only gave me, besides Antonio and Salma, obviously, that are already in the movie. He said, I need you to, uh, I need you to get Ruben Blades. Ruben Blades. Blades plays the FBI guy. Mm. He plays, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, he plays uh, the FBI guy to the CIA guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm fascinated by this, right? Because how Robert really fast tracked the the, 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 the script was he brought it. He has he has a secret weapon named his uncle Greg, okay. his father's brother, who was a major FBI agent oh, wow. who caught wow. two top ten criminals. Okay. Wow. He and he was. I mean, he was undercover. And you look, you look at Uncle Craig, he looks so sweet. He knows all the guys. So, he will fool you so I mean, he's he a flat, beautiful. So, and, and Ruben has a th- that thing about him too. That can be very earnest, but they're like fierce in their oh. mind. You know, like they're fierce they're already, yeah. you know, so those kind of FBI guys that can kind of go around yeah, and the get the info. You know, like, the you know? so, so, but Robert got some of those stories. The sure. Mickey Rourke story with that, Dogs. That is that is a story, a real story. That is a true story. So there were some true stories mingled in there, and the whole thing about FBI, CIA, DEA in those worlds. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot from Uncle Greg. That's how Robert was able to like, you know, he brought Uncle Greg. Uncle Greg, I need, I need you, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then Uncle Greg became our head of security because you know we oh, want to make sure wow. our actors sure, were safe, sure. you know. Cool. And that's what he does, you know, down in Mexico for big, big firms and things it like that. Not. He didn't. I love Uncle Greg. Yeah. So anyway, so Uncle Greg. Uncle Greg. So anyway, so uh, he, uh, so so Johnny, mm-hmm. you know, we approached him, and he was in France, so it's really hard to the uh, time, okay. and we were shooting like crazy, and was it was he, so fast, was and, and he wasn't understanding. No, no, he was. This is he story. was. No, no, no. He had done pirates already. Oh, okay, well, I'm pretty sure he had done pirates. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, but but by the way, but he was in France, you know, it's just chilling. He had a little daughter, Lily Rose, Lily. and he was chilling, you know, in France. And uh, but but trying to get him to read and trying. all that stuff, you know, trying to. Be, and by the way, I need an answer now. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, so I, there is no messing around. Especially it's a ten day. There is no messing yeah. around. Right. You know. By the way, I didn't have him. We were shooting, so I was like, I have three days. 
you know, and, and I, so I called wow. his agent and said, look, I need to get Robert and John, if he's going to do it, let me know. I if he's not, uh, we need to move on, you know? Else. So that put the fire in his agents, you know, like she called them, yeah. got him on the phone and he came down and he's so funny because he showed up with his wardrobe, all those t-shirts he brought with him. Really? Every one of them. Like, yeah. I'm with Stupid. You know, like, you know, oh, wow. what the CIA really meant. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was that a lesson you think Robert learned about? Because I feel like he did the same thing, or you all did the same thing for Machete, for, uh, or the sequel, I think, for Bob De Niro. Yeah. I need him for a week. I, I for a week. Bring him down for a week. So that was Machete, not the sequel of Machete. That was the first mm-hmm. Machete. Yeah. You want to bring Robert down for a week. For Robert a week. Yeah. I've seen him for a week. We but that's shot. usually what you end up doing yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, with these big time actors. Their right. role is, you know, you just just concentrate on them. The yeah. hilarious thing is that Johnny shot the seven days and he didn't uh, want to leave. He was oh, having so much no, fun. Yeah. He was having so much that's fun. <laughs> he didn't want to leave. So that's why he plays the priest. That's right. He has a wig. He has a wig. He's like, can I do something else is it, before I leave? That's awesome. Is there anything else I can do? That's nice. amazing. So that's and really that's a, amazing. That's, that's yeah. a big tell for you yeah. all as well. Yeah. And the crew, and he just felt great. Yeah, our cast but... usually has such a good time. Yeah. You know, yeah, they yeah, really do. The that's little kids, everyone. But... Well, getting into the next film, yes, uh, the next one I want to touch on because it's really interesting that you talk about the transition. Yeah, we're working. We're good. The, we, we I think it made noise. No, we got the big <laughs> one. Uh, yeah, there you go. We transitioned into into digital because I remember Robert saying, now that I shot on digital, I, I picked up my Sin City book. Yeah. I knew I could shoot this now absolutely. with digital. I couldn't do it on film. That's absolutely oh, wow. right. Because he's always, he'd always been a huge fan. I remember when he bought the first one, he was showing the, the drawings. Comic. Being a comic book guy, yeah. he's like, look at this stuff. You know, like, yeah. oh my God. You know, like he, he knew Frank Miller from other things, okay. but he knew that Frank, this was his property. Sure. It wasn't he, him doing Batman. It wasn't him and doing... Exactly. Was, yeah. And this was Frank's pure genius. Yeah. And what did you think, though? Were, were, were well, your... It was rough, but it was incredible. Oh, the amazing. art of it was yeah. like, uh, oh, I mean, like, and I thought... Wow, how do you get that done? Mm-hmm. But Robert mm-hmm. was already like, so uh, we shot Sin City in 2004. So it happened right after. And you didn't have to go on location anywhere. This was all in all in the green screen. The whole thing. They're at Troublemaker. At Troublemaker. Oh wow. The whole thing, and we just shot it. We just brought in. Well, we brought Mickey. Got him done. Out. Bye bye. Brought Bruce Willis. Jessica Alba, done. Yeah, yeah, bye bye. We brought uh, we brought um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, who's that guy? Uh, the, uh, 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 we brought uh, we, Carla, uh, we got Carla. No, but we got uh, um, uh, oh, gosh, Latino, Latino, Latino. We cut his head. Ah. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah, my gosh. The, uh, yes. The, the, um, my gosh. My brain just froze. I, I will tell you. I, will I adore tell him. You. I hope somebody can think about that. I'm not, think I'm about not, I'm and, and the British guy uh, that is with him. And that's, uh, yeah. By the way, look them both up. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Like, that yeah, but they cut that off. Powers Booth. Pa- no. Power, well, Powers Booth is in it. No, no, no. It's... It's uh, it's uh. Um, gotta figure this out real quick. Who, 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 which character are we talking about? It's the. Um, he's a, he's in Che, man. Benicio. Benicio del Toro. Benicio thank you. Oh, <laughs> thank How you. are we forgetting and, Benicio? And the other actor that's with Benicio, the one that cuts his head off. Um, um thank you. Look him uh, up. Jason that British Douglas, guy. Uh, and he's in Children of Men. I, um. Well, 
Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Be still my heart. Clive yeah. Owen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful yeah. man. So yeah, yeah, warm he's, he's and awesome lovely, actor, lovely, sure. lovely man. No, uh, I mean, so the, anyway, the, so the cast is incredible. So we, we just brought it, brought him in. You know that same ethos of like in, uh, shoot, uh, out. You know, and Robert does that a lot. I mean, we just did that with Gina and with 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 Zach Levy. We just shot him, brought him in. Four weeks. Bye bye. You know. They got all their stuff done, and then the kids, you know, interpersed. So, right. Yeah. Sin City had Alexis yeah, Bledo, for instance. Uh, we uh, had uh, Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Uh, I mean, uh, Jason Douglas, obviously. Uh, Carla, who we mentioned. Oh, yeah. Josh Hartnett was Josh in Hartnett Sin City. Josh Hartnett was in. <laughs> Marley Shelton. Yeah, Josh Hartnett He's in the opening the sequence. Yeah. The woman with the red dress of Josh. Yeah, yeah and that's Marley the... Shelton. Wow. Um, and then he also has um, a... That black actor, he's so wonderful. From oh, oh, of course, uh, uh, Duncan, uh, uh, Mike, Michael Clark Duncan, oh, Michael Clark Duncan, incredible man. Yeah, uh, it's on the side, Ricky, on on, on this side. Gosh, yeah, I, need my, I, I need my, I need my too. Uh, look, <laughs> look up who else, because there's some yeah. amazing actors. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. Uh, I'm just looking at the list, and then just Oof, uh, you guys incredible had incredible actors, but. I'm assuming but shooting but it, digital, like you said, brought... Oh, it's the only reason you could do it. You know, and by the yeah. way, so this is Robert really to convince Frank, because Frank was done with Hollywood. Oh, he was like, me, wow. you know? And, and so Robert... What was his experience? Which film did... I mean, which just film was different that? Ones. Just, yeah. Mm. Okay. Just no bueno, you know, like no bueno. And this was his baby. Yeah. He was not letting go of the rights oh, of this oh, thing oh, to yeah. anyone. Right. So Robert decided on our own dime just to do some testing. Yeah. And so we shot with Patricia and with other actresses uh, a test. Of, and uh, no, Patricia uh, Robert Rodriguez's sister. Uh, oh, Patricia Patricia, Mon, I'm sorry. Um, and and shot a whole thing that so Robert had a proof of that you could oh, do it. He shows it wow. to Bob, and Bob is tripping. Yeah. Bob Weinstein is like. We gotta get Frank. How do we get Frank? And Robert goes, I have to be very careful with Frank. He's very skittish. Uh, and he hates any Hollywood person, any agent, uh, anything like that. So Robert just kept trying to get a hold of him uh, and all this stuff. And I'll never forget, we were in LA. Okay. Where there were the kids doing work and stuff. Uh-huh. Finally, it's 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 January, it's at November, uh, December 6th. Okay. So I never forgot this. Um, and we are in LA and Robert Bob is like salivating. Frank out of the blue calls and says, Hey, so yeah, so you're in New York. Oh yeah, I'm in New York. Thank God for cell phones. And then he goes, Yeah, I'm in New York. And Robert says, right? Yeah. And he goes, Oh wait, yeah, we can meet. I said, Can we do it tomorrow? I can do it tomorrow. He goes, and 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 Frank goes, Yeah, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, and Robert's like, Okay, okay, what up, where? What? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> knocking him down, some bar somewhere. And he's yeah, like, right. I gotta show you something, Frank. Right. You're not gonna, I think you really, I would love, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, he's like, Here's my proof. But, blah, blah, blah. He, but Robert's great. Yeah, like, you know, selling that meter. Yeah, yeah. Because he, it's, he can back it up, you know, yeah. totally back it up. That's so, yeah. so. He looks at me and he goes, I was in the movie theaters watching Elf with the kids. I mean, it was hilarious. He called, my phone was blowing up and I'm like, walk out. And and he goes, we got to get on a a plane tonight to go on the the red eye to go. And and he calls Bob and goes, I'll get you a private jet now. You know, so we see Elf. Okay, this is December 6th into the 7th. We get on a private jet to New York with the kids in their pajamas. I'll never forget this. In their little Hannah Anderson stripey pajamas. And we land in New York. 
and it looks because this December six, it looks just like elf and it a little uh, dusting of snow yeah. and everything that's decorated. That's it's huge, like that's huge coincidence that we have uh, him and John Favreau yes. and Robert now yes. on the Mandalorian so and all that. It's crazy, right? it's crazy, right? So, <laughs> so anyway, so. It was amazing. I never forgot Ooh. that moment because yeah. it was so magical. Yeah, yeah. Like we just, they slept on the plane. Wow. We get out and it's elf, you know, like yeah, in yeah. person. Yeah. So we ran, Robert was doing his meeting. Robert went to sleep. The poor guy had been up all night yeah. like, ah, you know. So uh, then he met with Frank yeah. and it was so, yeah. it was literally like, so Robert slowly, he goes, I'll tell you what, Frank, you come down in January <laughs> and we do a little opening sequence. Mm. And that's the Josh Hartnett, Marley Shelton story. Yeah. And if you like it, and you like working with me, we keep going. That's a good pitch. If you don't like it, it's all good. You get to keep that as a souvenir. Nice. Bob Weinstein will pay for it. <laughs> right? And that's how that happened. Wow. And man, and and yeah. oh. <laughs> and it was, it was, no, no, it's really it really blows my mind and because... i have to give props to bob weinstein because he enrolled for that yeah he yeah. really did and uh really really uh, and it became a yeah. massive hit amongst the fans amongst, that's probably our know, biggest hit at that Sin moment yeah, Sin city it made like i want to say 300 million worldwide wow. in theaters. it was yeah, yeah. Theaters. massive in theaters massive. yeah no Sin city yeah. is, is fantastic um, fantastic um, yeah. Trucking along because we have. Yeah, we, yeah. We we're going, keep going, keep going. Sin City is just hugs is very special, very special. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah. Because this came from your your my son, boy. my son Racer. He was seven. Racer came seven. up and yeah. took a drawing to Robert, as I understand it correctly. Yeah. And said, exactly. Your Shark you know, Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah, Shark Boy. But tell me, like, Robert was like, okay, we gotta do something. No, 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 no. I need some ideas here. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. kind of in a way, because he he'd been working so much sure. on so many other things. Sin City, because they were shot back to back. Actually, Sin City. One and two. Yeah. Right. No, oh, back to Shark Boy, Lava Girl, Shark and, and Sin City. They were kind of wow. like boom, boom, you know, like, uh-huh. and, and Robert was editing and then, you know, doing Sharkboy Lava Girl and trying to get yeah. it in the theaters that summer. It's crazy. It was Sun wow. City came out April 1st, Sharkboy Lava Girl came out the 20-something of June. Both at uh, Troublemaker, by the uh, way? Both made both a Troublemaker. Shot a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Both of them. All shot in Austin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you, you yeah. had the you had the wolf before the wolf was the wolf, right? You had Taylor Lautner's as, exactly. as shark. Yes, we oh, did. Yes, we did. You, great kid. Oh my gosh, so great. Both great actors, but, both you, great. but you had George Lopez. Yeah, we did. We this had is George. The first. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it was it was almost like okay. And I have to give we, also yeah. props to uh, because Robert Robert didn't know about George until we went out with Sandra Bullock, and she was she the produced, producer on produced. his show. And she told us about George. Wow. That's how we really found out about George, wow. back a few years back. Yeah, you know, she's really she's a big champion. Yeah, she's, oh, yeah, big wow. champion. Yeah. So that's how we found out. So she's amazing. You know, yeah. She's an Sandra. incredible force to love her. I, I wish I could work with her someday. Oh, someday sure, it'll I'm happen. Sure she's will. amazing. Sure she's amazing. Will. Just adore her. And we love, you know, yeah. she spent a lot of time in Austin. So, um, yeah, so, so that she lives there now. She spends a lot of time there. She spends a lot of time there. She has a restaurant. She owns restaurants. Yeah, she owns, yeah, she owns a building, a couple of buildings. Really wonderful. But, you know, the thing with Charpo Lava Girl is that, you know, if you want to really see the stuff, there's a DVD extra where you see Robert, because Robert filmed Racer in the pool, giving him everything. All the, all the, literally like all the, the ideas. Like, oh, blah, 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 You know, like, in, in the, so Robert would take a rock 
rock, some uh, just you know like printing paper and and a sharpie, and he'd put the rock so, so it wouldn't blow away, yeah, and he'd you know anything, and he writes wow. because it's in the Robert would wow. show it. It's like yeah, I had to you know like the things getting Is wet because Racer was very hyperactive. You know, yeah. like one like mm. ah, you know, full of ideas always. Yeah. always. Is that Racer's yeah. like? You know, claim like because I didn't ask him about it when he was here. Oh, I made yeah. sure not to. I made sure like I'm sure he gets it no. all the time. And by the way, then he would he would draw this part of the dialogue, and Robert does it in this wonderful DVD piece, yeah. uh, the, uh, extra where you know it shows Racer Mr. Electric. I mean, he came up with the dogs. He uh, came up and he drew them. Uh, you know, he would tell Robert about these things. Really crazy. Yeah, really yeah, crazy. So I really think that kids, little kids, like get obsessed with this. Yes. Did you did you you yes. have to wear the? Yeah. I mean, the, the, I think it's an interesting perspective from you here because you are Art's mom yeah and you're, you're Robert's wife at the time and and you're but you're also a producer on this yeah and producers don't like to bank on <laughs> ah, <laughs> let's just do it how, how was that no I just I just literally felt it was such a unique they were always playing lava. Kids play lava, you know. Sure, sure. But then to come up, and and they were my my boys were into sharks hugely. Mm -hmm. You know, Robert's always been a big shark guy, right. like Greg right. Nicotero. You know, and Robert Jaws is like yeah. the thing. You yeah, know, yeah. so yeah. like geeking yeah, about sharks. You know, like True. boys and sharks and dinosaurs. You know, right. that, that's yeah. the way it is, right? So I'm playing lava. You know, always in the in the living room you know, and stuff. Right. So so it was a very natural sort of thing, yeah. you know. And so that's where you know, and for me. To be really honest, I right. felt that it was it was an interesting exercise for a oh, mind okay. of a seven-year-old. Well, of course. What yeah. happens then? Well, the obsession level of kids from about age of three or four to 10 years old with Shark Boy Lava Girl yeah. is unreal. Yeah, right, the, right, It's right, obsession. Right. Like, parents are like, I don't know what to do. Do you have, was there ever, ever any Shark Boy Lava Girl uh, uh, costumes? Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know, yeah. things like that. Because I'm like, right. mm -hmm. <laughs> so, That's amazing. Yeah, so anyway, it's, it's one of those stories that always gets me because yeah. it's like, whoa. I and mean, now Racer could... wrote, you know, because Robert was the one that obviously had to sit and write the script. Racer right. was seven, you know. Yeah. Now, with Spike, it's Armageddon. Armageddon. It was Racer no. sitting, well, that, I feel like that, you know, that doing that. And, and Robert, That's, ideas, ideas, because yeah. Robert's working on many other things. So right, he was doing right. Mandalorian. He was doing, so yeah. Robert would, okay, this and this, always having like a writer's yeah. room, but Robert no, directing no, no, no. it yeah. and, and coming up with ideas and then giving them notes, but Racer is banked it out. And I feel like that, yeah. that obviously. And with his siblings, you know, oh, he, he listed them. Right. You know, they would sit every morning. They do, they still do. They oh, sit every amazing. morning in a writer's room, you know. I feel like that, that must have, the, the, a fire must have burned an eraser for after Red 11. You know, yeah. he got to sit there and he's, okay, I see every piece of the puzzle here. I, I remember the note cards. Yeah, the note cards. The note cards, all right. Oh, note yeah. cards here. You know, note cards, and I, and I really you think know. you guys got, I mean, to have the richness of having them have come for the El Paso Film oh, Festival. Oh, we were. You know, they went to Cannes with that. Yeah. They were at yeah. South by. They, they didn't do it that many times. Right. They went to but Colombia. I think it's, it's also one of those things it, that, just it, like you said. I mean, you know it, but then seeing it, you yeah. go, Oh yes, yeah. of course. It's intuitive, you know. It's intuitive, but yeah. uh, but what I think is is very special is that you say the story is almost more rewarding than the yes. actual film itself, absolutely. right? Like obviously, it's great because yeah. if for people who are fans of Robert, obviously this is how he funded Mariachi. He was he was in a in, in, yeah, in a exactly, he was in a and that was always a great story. Yeah, that was always a great story. It was incredible. I mean, but... I had to call a, a payphone and say, "Can I talk to Red 11? Did you really? I did. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I did. That's, great. That part I did that's real. 
Oh, wow. that's a real thing. Yeah. That's awesome. And and there were other people, Aqua, whatever, Aquaman, whatever. You know, and and they and they became like little gangs. You know, it's really funny. Yeah. I mean, it's in the book too. It's, it's, it's hilarious. It's, 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 That'd be a great yeah, sitcom. I, I think would, it'd be a, it would. Hey. Well, I want yeah. I want to talk to you about uh, uh, just a couple more things before we wrap up. You've been so kind with your time. So you we appreciate any time. I'm so here much. in San and El Paso. I'm ready to. I'll be here for y'all because I really I love too. this town. It's Thank a great town, so guys. I, I want to talk to you about uh, a grand house. Yes. Because we're back. We're back to adult. Yeah, <laughs> adult big adult. Yeah. Adult things. Not and back adult to adult. back again. Back yeah. to, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, but but what, I, what I think it's important is because it's almost back to exercising the indie muscle for, yeah. for the directors, at least. I, I don't know, on the yeah. producing front. But I'd love to know about that because now it's like, all right. Bring Quentin back down to Austin. We're going to shoot this in Austin. Yeah. And we're going to bring Kurt Russell and we're going to make this happen down here. Mm -hmm. And then Robert, uh, I love the inspiration behind it. I mean, I obviously yeah. know their perspective. Absolutely. They love these old grindhouse films yeah. that they would be, you know, double features Absolutely. and we want to do something like that. But what was it like for you to put this film together, this series of films? Uh, well, you know, it was interesting because it was also working with Quentin's, uh, the producers that he was working with. Okay. Um, uh, Pilar Savone and uh, uh, and Shannon McIntosh had always been like the executive oh, okay. for us with the Weinstein company. It was the Weinstein sure. company at that point. Right. Um, and by the way, Bill Scott and I literally uh, knew how to do yeah, this. I mean, yeah. you just you just it's basics. You know, it's yeah. your it's your it's your. We know how Robert shoots. We know, but now it's how how does Quentin shoot? You no. know, so that was a whole different other thing. So it's really neat. Yeah. But I had done. Just till dawn, so, you kind of so I could kind of, of yeah. you know, I and they know. were friends. So I'm exactly, sure you had and by the way, just exactly, and we, you know, it, uh, we're all friends, and sure. you know, and Quinton had come down, and he'd been, and he was going to be an actor in, in the other movie, so he was around, mm -hmm. so we could ask him a lot of questions. I and really, you, you told me a story working. yesterday about we're talking about local restaurants, yeah. uh -huh. and you were telling me about how Quinton fought for the chili, uh, the uh, the Texas chili parlor, the Texas chili parlor that he fought for this thing to stay open in Austin for an extra decade when the chili yeah, pretty much, man. We did Grindhouse. So he loved Austin. Not only, and a lot yeah. of people don't know this, Alamo Drafthouse hold, you know, yeah. basically held a, a Tarantino film festival that he curated. Yeah, absolutely. That he programmed in Austin yeah. because he just loved that community and, and he wanted and, it. And he came every year. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. It was really yeah. something. And uh, and it was great. You know, they would, up all night. I mean, he, he found people that loved film as much as he did yeah. and would stay up all night and watch obsessively in Tim League and Carrie League and, and in Harry yeah. Knowles and people like that. I mean, really found yeah. some, like a family, yeah. you know, that he didn't know he had. And Guillermo del Toro was living yeah, part of the time there. So, they, oh, yeah. you know, he was coming in and doing it too. And they were all sitting there geeking out all the time. You know, like, Just, it was you know, awesome. Those are, the, <laughs> these are the stories that we talk about. We yeah. don't, we're not talking about, oh, what are we doing? Get rich one day. We're talking about like, imagine yeah. when we could sit and talk to Quentin and Robert and, yeah. and be their peers right. and say, hey, man, you remember this film? And that, yeah. I remember that's what we you're, you're absolutely for, you know yeah absolutely um, which is but, amazing uh, I, I, speaking of that by the way I love a story that I heard recently with the release of Quentin's uh, film uh, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, that they went to Austin I, I heard recently him and Robert and just popped into a couple theaters just to say hi and just to say yeah just that just you to see do, yeah I would do that and, and by the way this is another interesting thing I'll say about uh, uh, Steven Soderbergh uh -huh. Robert Richard Linkletter, Quentin Tarantino, okay. for a while, they were sh they, they when they had time, they would go show up in each other's research screenings. Really? To give their, their, um, <sighs> exactly, their that's real, uh, away from 
whatever that thing is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they would support each other that way. And I always loved that, you know, loved that. So so the experience of of that Mm -hmm. grindhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Grindhouse was was very much a love a love affair, you know, something that, that they were said they may have known, or you uh, correct me if I'm wrong. By the way, I was not in agreement. <laughs> okay. I was okay, the please. I was the voice that kept saying, "Guys, you two can sit through." <laughs> this sounds like my wife. This three like and a half hours of <laughs> bloody craziness. <laughs> Most people can't. Yeah. And they were fighting me, and they were oh, fighting, of and and I was like. I, I don't think, oh my God. I mean, we got into it a little bit. No, but, but, like, but like, this is the perspective we have to hear on the producing yes, front. Yes, absolutely. Have to, you have By the way, I say. thought they were both really great movies, you know, yeah. really interesting pieces, oh. awesome pieces. Oh my God, Death Proof is brilliant. And something you never thought of. Yeah. I mean, that a stunt guy, yeah. you know, my God, you know, and Kurt Russell signs on and I'm like, oh my God. And, and Sidney Poitier. And, yeah. and, and it was incredible. No. I mean, it was. But, but, but uh, Planet Terror is equally as. No, no. By the way, they're both, but but I never thought of Death Proof yeah, like as a thing, you know. And I was like, that's amazing. Well, Grindhouse is like more like Robert, you know, like yeah. shotgun thing. Correct or, me if I'm you know, wrong. Yeah. A producer has to think yeah. in terms of what's commercially viable. Are we gonna make our money back? It felt like this was, you know, they say the the yeah. to the the philosophy yeah. in Hollywood: one for you, one for me. This mm-hmm. was one for that. Yeah, this was one for that. You okay. know, and, and were you all prepared for for the fact that you know what? If this it may make money, it may uh-huh. not, but we're just gonna do it. We're just gonna we want. Yeah, they wanted they, they wanted to it, historically. But... By the way, I didn't fight with them uh, in front of people. No, of I course, just course, it's privately with them, yeah, two of them, and and they would get really upset with me <laughs> but i was like i don't know I, I, you know i don't think so by the way they're both great movies they're both really good scripts maybe you can have a screening where they're together and some places not oh quentin does it i think once a once a month at the new beverly i think he screens yeah. the, the grind back to back <laughs> of course he does because he has yeah. to prove <laughs> there are people out there that will come and do yeah, it will. Yeah, and, yeah. and by the way i love the concept of the trailers that was also oh, great. That was great. And then you had yeah, like, eli yeah, roth oh my god edgar Wright, eli roth doing the thanksgiving one by the way and you know those people didn't know that he was doing that right oh and the little kids that was real no, that was a one Thanksgiving in the middle. He was in the... the Eli Roth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, those little kids in that parade, they were crying for reals. Man. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, Eli. That's I mean, real. my God. That's you know? great. That's great. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Now, oh, by the way, machete. Really? Machete. <laughs> this yeah. is the machete trader. This oh. is the proof of concept exactly. for machete. Absolutely. 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 Robert made that, and he was like, hey, this is a good idea. Let's yeah. do it. So, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's amazing. That's Very amazing. fun, you know, kind of But you, sh- you shot it in your city. This is- yeah, we shot all. How fun was that? How um, great? How, how by challenging? The way, I mean, really, and for example, I mean, there's some restaurants that are so busy, but are really important to be somebody like Quentin, for right, example, right. called Gueros. Uh, oh, Gueros is very yeah, yeah, yeah. for him, but you can't Taco shut bar. down Gueros. Yeah, it's full every day. Yeah. You can shoot at night, but you know we're going such long hours, and and it would just be a disaster. So yeah. we and then Favreau takes takes that on stage. Oh, that's how we. Wow. Oh, the, yeah, the yeah, exactly. So that he oh, could have God. it, you know, have his love there. He could, and then we could yeah. do outside things. That's it. You know, 
So yeah, so it's very cool and that now way. Now Favreau takes it and says, "I'm going to do chef, and I'm going to shoot out Weddles just right." Because his was a little faster. Yeah. It was outside. Yeah, yeah, that one's a little very outside. Yeah. But yeah. shut down. There's a lot of scenes. Yeah. I mean, big scenes. Yeah. Agueros. and all. I mean, he just really put Austin. Um, we always do. I mean, the, yes, I think that yes. if we watch our Spike It series, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, the movies, it's the growth of Austin in right. real time. The growth of downtown Austin. We yeah. shot yeah. pretty much every movie, some piece of it in downtown. Yep. So, yeah. uh, I mean, that's amazing. But uh, just to hear about the making of, of Grand and House, I love. It, by the way. It, it, Robert keeps finding new places to shoot that he never shot yeah. before. Austin? Yeah, you know, and it's and you know, and then you know, things change in cities. Yeah, yeah things true. change. So it, you know, so you, yeah. we just shot kind of in the same area we shot up before for Spike is four the the the, the little cars, the little smart cars. Yeah. we shot kind of in the same area, but oh. things have changed. Right, right. You know, so but very interesting. It is still you're in that those streets, but yeah, yeah. yeah, but they look a little different, mm-hmm. and, and the skyline looks different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. very That's amazing. Neat. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, Commend you for being here and and wanting to do it here. Yes. And by the way, you can always we shot all over Texas. Right. We have shot everywhere. Yeah. You know, I mean, like truly, we haven't come to El Paso, but we we shot Arlington. We've done oh. all the towns all Please around do. San Antonio. Please come to El Paso. All of that stuff we have. You know, yeah. and that so it's also about including. We did Lajitas. We're very close. Lajitas, you know, we're yeah, in that yeah. Lajitas. We yeah. shot Lajitas for Spikers too. Yeah. 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 No, please, please come to El Paso to make a film. Yeah. We, we, you have, you have the people here and, and the support. Yeah, absolutely. which is awesome. And the passion. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about Predators. Yes. Oh, I love you, that. you produce. I love produce. that movie. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, it was right. Just such a... By the way, it was. There's movies you like them for different reasons. That yeah. one for me was also the experience of making that was yeah. really great. The experience? What do you mean? Just the... Uh, the, the, the the actors, the camaraderie among them, the crew and the actors bonded really deeply. Did you guys but anyway, to... ask me. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I want to no, talk no. about This is what I want to talk about because... This is nine actors. Was it in like forest or was it just Okay, I'll tell you what happened. We shot three weeks, not three weeks solid in Hawaii, but we were there for three oh, weeks. On. Oh, okay. So... We shot the, you know, when you said waterfalls, things like that, mm-hmm. and you see some of the real jungle was all Hawaii, where you see banyan trees and things uh, like that. The rest of it, while we were in Hawaii, we're getting footage and we're making our own version for the uh, the hunting camp. It's all a set that That's we built behind Trollmaker right there on our back lot. <laughs> and, and then we created forests just like Hawaii. I can't tell you when we transition from one to the other. Wow. Uh, the scene with the with the field that has grown with the, is it the Yakuza guy? Oh, uh, yeah. It might be with the Yakuza guy yeah. when he takes his shirt and uh, it's like a field of like, almost oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, about that's, to, yeah. we grew that ourselves. Wow. And it was in Austin. Well, it's like the Jurassic Park Austin. thing, right? Exactly. They, they shot some stuff in the we were growing lot, it, but they shot... We were growing it as we went. Some of it is shot... We shot a lot in this place called the Pedernales Falls Park. Mm-hmm. That has a... They shot a part of a, uh, the, the, the spaceship in Alita... Oh, uh, that, that is that is in that park too. Oh, wow. Very otherworldly. It can wow. be. We shot part of that because it looks from another planet. It's like, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we did that. Wow. Uh, so, but it was all shot except for those three weeks they were there in Hawaii, not shooting solid three weeks. Just but we took all the actors sure. over there sure. and part of the crew. I stayed behind because uh, my line producer Bill Scott went, right. um, and then I stayed behind while they were re- re- doing all the greens. And we have an incredible shot of how all that was built. Yeah. So, yeah, like one of those like time yeah, yeah, lapse things. Time incredible. So it's very cool. Yeah, yeah. And Adrian Brody was, you know, one 
not who we're going to pick. He lobbied for that part. Wow. Lobbied. Not because we didn't want him. He's just a very thin guy. But he had gotten himself muscled up and kept sending us pictures. And I was like, okay, you know, okay, let's do this, you know. Robert Robert loved him, but it was like, isn't he too thin? He's supposed to be like a badass, you know. And he just, no, look look at me. I'm a badass right now. Because everybody thinks Adrian Brody and they think the piano. The the piano. No, but he is a very thin Framed, right. uh, thin, thin yeah. man. He's a very thin man. No, but you can see you know? he got a little. Oh, he bulked. Yeah. No, he bulked. Like, wow, uh, he was handle. working out with a trainer because he wanted this part really oh, bad. So really and then Alice Braga was the one that Robert was like, yeah. she's it. There's no one else. Done. Yeah. You better get her over here. She didn't have a visa yet. She had to have. She needed an old one. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful for my friend Jeff Fahey who helped me just, get her one very quickly. I, I just a wonderful actor. You, uh, <laughs> before we wrap up there with that one Um, as a producer you're coming into to a franchise that yeah. that's already kind of pre preset. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like for you? Was it was there any pressure towards it, that? Was there? It, it, was, well, did you treat it like a singular film? This is forget. I'll tell you else. what the fans so felt. Oh. <laughs> Robert wrote this script. Okay. Uh, Fox asked him to write it. Mm-hmm. He, had this, okay. he pitched that idea. They said write it back in ninety five or ninety six. Oh wow! So it was on the shelf. He, they bought it. Robert got paid for it. It was sitting on a shelf, and it was uh, uh, an executive, a young executive named Drew Cravello, who was like, "Let's see." what we already have that maybe we can make it and he found the script Mm. and he was like why can't we make this and it was drew like pitching it and going we gotta do this Mm. and that but robert was doing machete very busy and robert i think at that point he was like you know i can't he he was not in the back-to-back mode at that moment you know he was writing other things he had other ideas and so he said you know i'm gonna get another director and that's Nimrod Antal mm-hmm. who came and was the director on that one yeah. and uh, so and then it was working as a producer Robert really fully as a producer oh, okay. and he was doing Machete and I was doing you know the producing you know with Nimrod and mm-hmm. making sure that everything but Robert was producing wow. and that was a really great experience for sure, him too sure. um, and, yeah. uh, and and it, it was a concept of it's these actors and that's it there's no one else except the Predators you know yeah. and, and we kept killing off the actors so it was yeah. a really interesting concept and, uh, you know, uh, Nimrod was doing such an incredible job and he did so much um, practical uh, that I was able, you know, Robert and I were uh, able to not only pay for extra days for him, but also we were able to give back to the studio almost a million dollars. Nobody does that. Under Nobody budget. Was came under budget. Under time? Under budget. Under pretty much on time. Yeah. Uh, but... But also the, the, the really funny moment comes when Robert has told Nimrod, because he's already given him extra time, right? Because we, we I was able to figure out, okay, he's done all this, you know, really sit with my, uh, the, uh, the visual effects team and all that stuff and say, okay, where are the savings? Because uh-huh. there has to be savings here. And, and they were like, no, 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 there's the saving, the saving for sure. For sure. So we knew for sure, okay, we have this money. That we can, I can buy Nimrod five more days. You know, right. he has the money to buy five more days. So yes. I was like, okay, I approve it. Okay, but he has to be done. I was like, okay, he has to be done. Okay, so, so we get to the last day and he's supposed to be like done shooting right. by midnight. Okay, because okay. it's a night scene and right. everything, right? right? By midnight, he's done. Robert, it's like, he has to be done. And Robert's not there. You know what I mean? Course, so I'm like at discretion, right? I'm at discretion. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so Nimrod comes. And I'm going out there every time we're wrapping an actor because all the actors are getting wrapped at night one by one, right? Yeah. And every time an actor gets wrapped, 
everybody starts crying. <laughs> I mean, like the crew, the cast, everybody's crying, and Nimrod is crying, and <laughs> we can't get the thing back together for a good half hour, 45. Oh, it's like so, I mean, time. I'm crying, and I'm like, oh my God. And Nimrod comes in, and he's like, Elizabeth, I can't make it by midnight. <laughs> I keep having to, 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 Stop everything for a moment. Give give everybody a yeah, moment. Time, yeah. Give everybody a moment. Yeah. So I'm like, True. so what do you think we'll finish? And he goes, I think it can be done by two in the morning. I was like, okay, oh. let's do two two more hours. You know, two more hours. And and it's gonna be overtime. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, it's gonna be over, But we're finished. You know, we'll be finished. Yeah. And so, but it was so beautiful that people felt that close. Yeah. And so love this movie. I mean, this yeah. movie is so amazing, in my opinion, yeah. because really there was so much love sure, sure. Uh, from everyone, yeah. you know, it's, that it's really amazing. amazing. It that's is amazing. Beautiful. And by the way, so you asked me a very interesting question. Mm -hmm. So by the time we did this movie, mm -hmm. everyone in the world of that, that are fans of those movies mm -hmm. had been very, very uh, disappointed with uh, Anything the after, alien versus predator yeah, yeah. and all that stuff had just kind of like diluted it yeah. and this brought it back yeah. Yeah. yeah in a very interesting way and i heard the last one's really good too the, the one the indigenous the, yeah. uh, the, very the cool right, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so i think this brought it back you yeah. know yeah, and and somehow um you know bringing these interesting characters together yeah, sure. and then the crazy and the super predators and the predators and and the the the, the subject matter and the way it was you don't know what's going on until you know yeah, you know yeah, i'm sure that's that's a i'm sure that's a point i could be wrong but i'm sure that's a point where robert and, and jim connected and like we did alien i did a predator and we you know yeah you know there's always been so much love because uh, i have to say james cameron has been a huge um, I know for sure, for Guillermo del Toro and for Robert, huge mentor. Yeah. A lot of respect from the beginning of sure. their careers and a lot of time. I, I see a like lot of the behind the scenes of Alita and, and you can tell that. But this had been going on way before. Way before. Way yeah. before. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking Desperado days. Wow. You know, Robert and I were huge fans, but Robert's a huge fan of Jim's. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and Robert... And he bonded, you wow. know. So he's he was on the set of the first Avatar. He was on the set. Oh, wow. Robert's been on the set of a few of his a movies, few, and yes. so has Guillermo. Because there yeah. there was a he like he chose these guys to be their mentor, yeah. you know, which is a beautiful yeah, thing. It is. I beautiful. love that man for that. Yeah, you know? yeah. I really do. He didn't, you know, he's the biggest. Yeah, he knows talent. He and let's be real, who has made this many movies has a, has never, never had a failure. Yeah. Never, never. Yeah. Every movie has been an incredible success. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so proud of him. That's incredible. No, Jim, incredible. I mean, like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> and made We'd all the money We'd, yeah. back, no yeah. matter what yeah. it costs. We'd love to I meet mean, him one day. We'd love to meet yeah. him and talk you know, to so him. So it's very cool. Brain, so that's so I love that they did a lead. John Landa just loved being John in Landa. Austin. Yeah. Loved being with our crew there. And they brought some other people, you know, like the wow. Weta guys. So that was really, yeah, you know, yeah. Racer loved working in that one yeah. because he was Robert's assistant. Oh, okay. PK, you know, my oldest son said to Robert, to Racer, he goes, just even if you're just like, you know, like wipe me, like clean floors. You need to be there. Yeah. You need to be there. You need to be there with he your dad. He knew this was going to be special. He, yeah. My, my son Aaron knew it was going to be really, because Racer had gone down to Chile and had made a movie with my son Aaron, you know, oh, do, okay. and, and Aaron kept moving in different departments because uh, he knows so that Racer is going to be like in the film business. Yeah. He, he's always, he's always, you know, 
primed for that. Mm -hmm. So he did a movie that in Chile called Madre and put Racer in different positions mm -hmm. so that he would understand what each department did. Yeah. And, th so, and then he said, you're going back and you're going to go talk to your dad. You know, so that was really cool. That's yeah. special. Yeah, very yeah, special. Very special. Yeah. Uh, Alita is something we watch and rewatch all the time. It's yeah. very special. I love it's very special. Movie. And I love that. Love I mean, that you're movie. advocating for it. I know your family is very much involved, yeah. but this isn't something you need to promote necessarily. Even yeah. or part of your, well, thank you. but so yeah. that's very admirable. Yeah. Um, before we wrap, I just I think this will go hand in hand. We we ask our, our guests oh, okay. to give a, a very special. I know we could go forever, Elizabeth. I know. I know. Like, we have so many to talk about. It's awesome. I have to, yeah. You guys have great stories. By the way, it's really fun to be with people that love movies. Oh, you know, exactly. I love we movies. Love I love cinema. I love cinema. I am yeah. a huge lover. Yeah. Um, uh, but we we. Um, you have a huge body of work that I did. I mentioned oh. your big ones, but you have a huge body of work of independent cinema and you yeah. champion independent filmmakers. Yeah. And um, you've produced, uh, you know, I remember you told me that yesterday about the, the two films you produced out of Venezuela for these film, uh, female filmmakers that you were just kind of championing them and, and helping a couple of them. Well, out, the, right? the, the female filmmakers were here in Texas. They were here in Texas, yeah, but they were from Texas. Venezuela. No, no. One is from Iran. The other one's an American girl. It's Jonathan Jakubovic from Venezuela. Was, and okay. I'm also working with another uh, Venezuelan filmmaker. Okay. Uh, his name is Jesper Bermudez on other movies. Oh, okay. So uh, but by the way, uh, and I'm, because by the way, I... Again, finding those that talent, you know, mm -hmm. like you see these people and you're mm -hmm. like, okay, I will give you my time, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, um, and that. and and that's why I've been working with Lance Larson and mm -hmm. and J Josh Shelton and and Bobby Basterash, um, a you know these guys that went to UT and because yeah. I, I see their talent, but again, they're just like in a way like you guys, yeah. wanting to make movies, but you have to have one for the real, one for the meal. That's, that's, right, that's always right, it. Right. <laughs> that's good, that's great. One right? for the real, one for the meal. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's it's literally like, yeah. um, you know, hand in hand, and they're in-house editors, the other one's a DP, that's so true. they just keep working. We produce this together, you know? That's amazing. So it is amazing, yeah. so I love, the work that I'm doing in that space because through, it brings me own, uh, through my own Ella production, Ella production, yeah, productions, and I and I did a Christmas movie and I went back. It's really cute. Christmas is coming. It's called it's The Angels Sing, and it has Willie Nelson, Harry Connick Jr., oh. La Lovin, um, who else is in it? Chris Christopherson. Oh, uh, oh my God, the really great cast. And it's like, a very sweet gonna, movie. It's, it's, it's probably going to be on Hallmark this year, Hallmark. but it, but it okay. came out in 2012. Okay. Uh, so it's a really sweet, sweet yeah, movie that I love. 2013, maybe 2013. I uh, came out. It was at South by. Yeah. Uh, very fun. And then, uh, but also I've done. Uh, I did Sequester Express so, yeah. uh, with Jonathan Jacuba. That became the highest grossing film at that time in Venezuela. Wow. It beat The Passion of the Christ. Oh wow, that's huge. You know, at that moment, yeah, like wow, massive. especially yeah. a Catholic country where you beat. Yeah, there you yeah. Uh, So, but also my filmmaker got uh, indicted, and I needed to get him out and uh, uh, in the dark of night uh, in another airport where he shaved his beard you know, awesome. uh, because of because the movie was more popular than, than Hugo so Chavez. He a... than the, yeah, so he had to leave in the dark of uh -huh. night. Wow. And my family took him to, you know, he went to Valencia, my family got him on yeah. a plane. You know, just got him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, um, you know, and then working with these other filmmakers. Yeah. So I love independent filmmaking. I love being able to Watch people you can develop. Hear it in your voice. You, you still know? have that energy. Yeah. Just love it. Yeah, um, yeah, passion for them. Um, anyway. Awesome. Um, like I said, we could talk for an hour because, but you, we, we have to get you back to a reception. <laughs> yes. So, no, well, that's true. Before, before, <laughs> before we, uh, the yes, last thing I could ask to yes. this camera. Um, yes. 
Do you have any advice for filmmakers? Ooh. Any advice for any storytellers out there that want to want to do this? Just keep developing your talents. There's a a proverb that says, "Develop your talents, and they, your talents that were God given, we all have talents, will make a way for you. They will make a way for you. They will take you to the places, but you have to develop them. That means working yeah. on them. That means writing. That means making films. That means creating. That means a lot of things. Learning things that you don't know how to do. It means learning if you uh, learning how to edit your movie. Learning how to do another thing that you didn't know before. Developing all those talents so that you can be an asset to your project. Yeah. And that's really important. That's what Robert Rodriguez from the very beginning had done for himself. You heard it here on the Tower wow, Cast podcast. We had, we had an amazing conversation with Elizabeth Avalon, which I'm sure we'll have back because we just got to keep talking about. We'll have you back on Watchtowers and we can critique films. And Absolutely. Talk about oh, yeah. oh my God, I love but, uh, but no, thank you so much for your time thank and for you. being with us uh, today. Thank you. Uh, guys, I can't encourage you enough. You know, this is what this podcast is mm -hmm. about. Please make your films. Please write your stories. Please go out there. Uh, and keep yeah. cinema alive and keep independent cinema alive and, and you have a big advocate here for you for us and exactly. watch films watch, watch films, films. Yes. watch yeah. films watch. you will learn so much and you storytelling is alive and well yes. you know tell stories in any which way you can absolutely it's beautiful fantastic advice thank you for tuning in to the Towercast podcast we had the amazing Elizabeth Avalon who's, go check out all of the work she's done she's amazing she's fantastic thank you guys for tuning in uh, stay tuned for the next couple episodes. We're, we'll, we should hopefully we'll be back in studio and we'll be talking to some great people. And uh, uh, this, uh, you know, thank you to Chuck Charles Horak uh, and, and Cheeky Monkey Post for lending us the space thank for you. this this episode. But uh, um, thank you guys for for tuning in and stay tuned for the next thing. Thank you.